Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the dickens. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, let's get this bad boy started. This is our first of the summer of 2023. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. We see a lot of familiar faces here. First things first, too. Uh, JMV here. And this is a Friday. We love doing this in the summertime. It's called the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. Look at my man Kurtz in the house right here, too. We love doing it. Evan Hill Distillery, Evan Williams, Brent Halverson is going to join us coming up in a bit. We've got Ryan and Justin here. New Belgium and Bells, right? They've had a merger. So we've got all of Justin's got you taken care of with that in mind here. Ford's Garage here momentarily, which we're not too far away. Ford's Garage and Richard will bring over the food. We are going to give you a live look inside the lounge via YouTube Live as well. Not just at my incredibly handsome chiseled features today, but of the backyard of one Jeff Lawrence, also known as J-Law. This is also known as the Bar Lounge. If you listen to this show, if you listen to me every Saturday night from 6 until midnight on the JMV Takeover. You know very well the epic parties that are thrown here at the Bar Lounge. And that's where we are today. Litzy's in the house as well. And it is going to be an absolute blast. Quick shout out to Amaya and Brittany are putting stuff together fantastically. Here's one thing. I know I love inviting people out. And I haven't received the okay yet from Susie nor J-Law. So... Here's where I'll start. We <laughs> like this has worked out 95% of the time. This works out. Like one time it didn't work out great, it, and it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. Um, we are too far from Ruoff, right, J Law? Right. Not too far from Ruoff. So if you want to try to find where we are, not too far from Ruoff is your first. Clue. What's the other one? No, what, no. That's, your, that's your first clue, and we'll lead people, if you want to stop by, not too far from Ruoff. I'm assuming there's, there's some Ruoff activity going on later on tonight, too. Right? Kids bop. Kids bop tonight. Oh, there's no doubt. Parents, parents are going to go, all right, let me drop the kids off at Kids Bop, and then not too far from Ruoff. 
is our location. And to consider, I said that a little bit earlier, too, with Ford's Garage, it's not going to take him very long whatsoever to get here. If Laney had a game... Um, if Laney had a game at the former Finch Creek um, and now uh, Mojo up, if okay, thank you. If Laney had a game, it would not take too long for me to get her to a game if she had it right now. So if you want to try to find us, you absolutely can try to find us. Again, not too far from Ruoff, and I'll give you clues throughout the course of the show. But this is a Backyard Bourbon broadcast. Brent Halverson is going to join coming up in a bit. Got a lot to talk about over the course of this show. And one show that I'm incredibly excited about, because not only will we go through the garden variety of cult stuff, including Jonathan Taylor and that saga and everything per usual, but we're going to make sure that you guys are prepped. We're not too far away from starting the college football season. I mean, really, when you look at it, get a couple of weekends down, poof, before you know it, college football season is here. So who better than to get you educated? Who better than to show you the way? Who better than to tell you all you need to know? Look at Ford's Garage is in the house right here. I love it. Who better to do that? Then the absolute almanac of college football for so many years, Phil Steele. PhilSteele.com, Phil Steele's college football preview. Phil joins this show, first person in the water. Phil Steele joins this show coming up at 4 o'clock today. Also on the show, Mike Wells, ESPN Radio. He's going to join us, in fact, coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk about some cult stuff, some local stuff as well. Richard, good to see you, brother, man. Thanks for bringing that out. Uh, We also got the return of one legend, Bob Lovell, on the show because, obviously, if we're not too far away from college football, we're not too far away from the start of high school football. Bob Lovell's going to join us coming up again, rejoin us, I should say. He hasn't been on the show because of his hiatus since May. Bob Lovell's going to join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Hashtag Ask Pat. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. I'll be honest with you, I think Pat may have a difficult time finding anything wrong with this particular backyard. I mean, before, you know, Pat always kind of goes all in on some of the landscaping things that he would do differently. It's going to be tough to find anything wrong with this particular backyard. Pat Sullivan joins us at 4.30. And by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, hashtag Ask Pat. Make sure you get your questions in because we go the cigar route It is an elite-level cigar lighter. It is a cigar glass. And I'm assuming with that cigar glass, it has a cigar holder. So we go the cigar-loving route with hashtag AskPat. Get those questions in. And if we read it off, if you call in and you join us on the air to ask it, then ultimately James picks a winner. And you win today's prize package again, which is cigar-related. From Sullivan Hardware and Garden, that's hashtag AskPat. He joins us coming up at 4.30. And the return of one, Mike Lombardi. Mike Lombardi covers the NFL. Mike's going to join us coming up at about 5.30 today. And, you know, he's been one that's been a little bit outspoken, kind of like me, I guess, me more so than him because he he covers everything NFL-wise. Me more than him considering – is that mine right there? You did not. You should not have done it. Is that – I take that home? That's the weekend laster right there for me, Richard. Man, thank you, brother. But Michael Lombardi – 
is going to go all in on the situation between one Jonathan Taylor and the Colts as it goes right now and what needs to be done, what should be done, and then ultimately what he believes will be done. Michael Lombardi joins us coming up at 530 today. I'm here until 7 because we have Colts happy hour that I certainly will start and MC coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. That regarding the Colts. Otherwise, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, where if you guys want to get a live look at what the activity looks like at a Backyard Burpin broadcast, it is just underway. We got everything. We got dudes already in the pool. We've got pool volleyball if we want it. We got Litzy already knee-deep in a drink right here. We got Brent Holverson over in the bar, the Carriage House area bar, where he is serving things up with large Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, and all that you love from Heaven Hill Distillery. We got the food from Ford's Garage. And then right as you enter right here, that's another way. If you want to try to find us, there is a huge red New Belgium tent right out here in the yard. If you drive by, you'll see it. And that certainly will give it away. But again, not too far at all from Ruoff. And to paint the picture for you, you kind of know where I live, right? It took me an hour and two minutes to get up here because <laughs> I live on the other side of the universe. It took an hour and two minutes, probably a little bit longer, matter of fact, an hour and two minutes for me to get up here. But Hamilton County, shout out. If you can find us, you can join us here. And again, not too far from Ruoff. Backyard Burpin broadcast number one. And hopefully we got an announcement to make with Brent Holverson a little bit later on. Because the second one, the year ender, if you will, the summertime ender is going to be absolutely epic. And I believe we have all the details on that with Brent coming up a little bit later on. So we can hit some Colts up if you like. Certainly we will with Mike Wells when Mike joins us coming up in a minute. Uh, unfortunately, Reds, Cubs last night. I don't know Cubs fans are really happy. Hey, listen, guy, it does not get under my skin whatsoever. It is it's brutal to watch the Reds melt down in the pitching department. It, it has been brutal to watch the past three. And to watch Luke Weaver yesterday, I know everybody's laughing. That's not a Reds fan. Reds fans aren't laughing. Reds fans probably are laughing a little bit, though, considering you know what you have to deal with here. Those are just the issues, the issues in which, unfortunately, this team with with no help from a trade market angle. Now, they do get Lodolo and Green back at some point here, and we'll see how that goes. But, you know, last night, again, was just another product. When, when things go haywire for the Reds, that's kind of what you see. I mean, you see a game in which, you know, you, you get in it, and you leave guys on base. They have to have nearly everything perfect. It's, it's funny, right? I'll put it to, and I don't know if you guys play sports, you guys play basketball, whatever. Yeah, for me, like playing basketball, I played last night, and I, I have to have things that have a really good feel. Like I, have a, like I need to have a lot of things going for me. I need to know people, not know who I am, um, that haven't played against me before because they look at me and they go, hey, this fat old man can't do anything, thus they don't guard you. I need that. I need somebody to take a little bit of the heat off. I mean, I, I really do need, I need not perfect conditions, but nearly perfect conditions, right? And that's exactly what the Reds need. For the Reds to succeed, they need nearly perfect, or nearly perfect situations for themselves. Nearly perfect situations for themselves. 
And for the last three games, give the Cubs credit, man. The Cubs made them incredibly uncomfortable. The Reds have been doing that all season long, or at the very least from June on, the Reds have been doing that. But they have made others uncomfortable, whereas the Cubs made them extremely uncomfortable. The Cubs went out and made some moves. The Cubs can really stick it to you offensively. I mean, if they can get some consistent pitching, we're going to find out a little bit more about the Cubs because, again, the Atlanta Braves, as we know, that is a different animal altogether. Get the Braves and the Cubs from Wrigley this weekend, the Reds at home against the Washington Nationals. So maybe the Red Legs can make up a little bit of ground that they lost in these last three playing the Cubs. Cubs at Wrigley Field. We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up. Meantime, he's via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, a friend of this show from ESPN Radio, and uh, a runner-up finish last week in our annual meat smoke-off at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It is our friend Mike Wells. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Listen, I have purposely been avoiding getting on the show with you because I don't like that the guests at Sullivan Hardware liked your meat better than mine for the third straight year. I hate having shortcomings when it comes to the competition in the meat category. I, I understand, buddy. I do. I, you know, I think this. The I think what people went to, and again, this was people just came in and they were streaming in a week ago Thursday at Sullivan Hardware and Garden, and they were tasting and then they were making their choice. And I think what happens is, in a situation like that, oftentimes you kind of go with what you know. And you guys went a little bit off the page. You know, you went a little bit sweet, a little bit sweet meat. And I went with the old standby type of meat smoking. And it's just one of those situations, Mike, where the old standby ends up winning. Yeah, and listen, my, my, my daughter, Layla Lee Wells, she loves you, Jay. She loves you. And nine times out of ten, she will always pick you mm-hmm. in anything, doesn't matter what. And I finally had that one that one time where she picked me over you, and I still lost. So it, 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 it's things there. We we definitely went off. We went off the category a little bit. Had a little had a little uh, little, little soda mixture in there and everything. Uh, but the reality is, it went to a great cause. I, I got a nice message from um, the Brownsburg Education Foundation um, members to let me know that they got the second place check. From our good friend Pat Sullivan. Hopefully, your teachers and tre- your teachers' treasures check is going to a great cause out of it. So that was great. But at some point, man, uh, I, I got to find a way to win, and I, I have to find a way to win. The same way Purdue men's basketball has to find a way to win against IU in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of examples just like that, Mike. And it, it, at some point, again, starting next year, you just got to find a way that you can ultimately win. But it, it, the good thing about it is, I mean, you know, the educators, students, uh, those being educated in Brownsburg are the winners. Teachers, treasures, educators throughout Central Indiana were winners. And I got to give a shout out. I don't know who's going to join us coming up in the four o'clock hour. You know this very well. There is nobody better than one Pat Sullivan. Six thousand yeah. dollars in those donations last week and there is nobody better than pat awesome no there's not i mean and, and that's the reality i mean pat's using some you know using his money to make great charitable donations and it goes to a great cause and i, I thought i thought the event uh, i'm glad we moved indoors this year to do the show because it was it was hotter it was hotter than a uh, fish grease outside that day um but and hopefully the people who, who were there t- tasting our meat also 
purchased some uh, things from Sullivan Hardware while they were in there at the same time. So I can't wait for next year. Um, I, I can't. Get, I can't feel like. Um, the L.A. Lakers and get swept in four games next year. I got. I got to find a way to make it a little more competitive. Go three to one in the head-to-head series. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is with us, and again, thanks to Pat Sullivan for those incredible donations for our third annual Smoke Off last week. Um, nothing's really changed, right? I mean, we were talking about Jonathan Taylor in the similar light last week, and nothing has changed to this point where we are right now. Um, yeah, what do you what do you make of the situation? What you think ultimately has to happen? Man, honestly, it's a great question on what when he's at because it's still status quo from a week ago. Uh, I mean, I, it would be great if Jonathan Taylor got healthy um, <laughs> to deal, deal with his injuries. But I'm, I'm glad that the parties, meaning Taylor, his his. Um, his, his, his clown agent and Jim Irsay have kind of taken a back seat and they're not talking about it anymore because, man, last we were together last Thursday. Saturday was crazy between Ur- Taylor and Irsay meeting. Uh, Irsay talking to the media. Taylor going on social media to uh, poo-poo the whole back situation. So it's, it's good that things are quiet. It sucks that they're not publicly talking, which would help your show and um, – and, uh, and other people talk about things. Yeah, I, I, I put it this way, Mike, and we've talked about this the entirety of the time. I, I still I, – I don't know how anything ultimately does move forward unless one of two things happen. Unless Jonathan Taylor ends up, you know, just saying, hey, I got to get paid so I have to play. Or ultimately, the Colts end up bending on what Jim Mercy talked about not trading Jonathan Taylor, and that happens. I mean, those one of the two things I think ultimately has to happen in all of this. And people, people, it makes me laugh when people say, "Well, you get all this time left." Well, the problem is, well, you have all this time left to figure all this stupidity out. You got a rookie quarterback that's trying to work through things right now, and really could be helped out by having as a part of this, you know, behind him one Jonathan Taylor, you know, in this training camp situation. And all these practices that that is the loser in all of this just beyond the financials of it mike yeah um 100 i hope the Colts do not trade jonathan taylor because if they do trade jonathan taylor um they don't have a running back that's going to help out anthony richardson the rookie quarterback richardson is going to be screwed if, if they don't if they don't have somebody out there to lighten the load who's going to be a threat and i don't mean just anybody a legit top-of-the-line running back who is going to force defenses to think twice about dropping it back into coverage they, they or, or think about blitzing. They have to um, they have to get a result. So I, ho- I hope Taylor doesn't get traded. Yeah, I um, I, I just don't see any results of you know, those two. I, and I asked this, and you know, you know, Mike Chappell said yesterday he felt that that would that it could be an option, uh, as far as you know, you know, maybe giving Taylor a little bit of money to satisfy him in the now. Because here's the situation: I mean, the Colts, the Colts just have planned all along to have him play out his contract and then to reward him accordingly after that. And I don't know if that is is going to change. And if that doesn't change and Taylor doesn't feel the need to come back, then, you know, what you're doing is just kind of screwing everything right now, screwing the works, really. 
Well, it, it, here's the thing. I know people are probably mad at Taylor in his situation trying to get more money. Taylor, Taylor is playing the odds. He knows the importance of having him in the backfield to help Anthony Richardson out. Right. He knows that this, this is a great time to pounce and try to get that money. The Colts are looking at it from, hey, you had a down year. You, you dealt with the ankle injury last season. Why don't you go out and show your value and produce, and then we will take care of you. So both sides are trying to play the, the, the average. The Colts don't want to get – they don't want to get screwed in a situation like, okay, let's give him that money, and he's still dealing with whether it's the back or ankle injury, or he simply just slows down in production, and they overpay for him, and then they're, they're, they're in a tough spot. And Taylor's like, no, 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 I'm going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to help out the rookie quarterback, and everything's going to be great. So it, it's, it's a matter of which, which party is going to – cave first in this situation and I can see why both sides want to want to sit there and put their feet in the sand and not move yeah I, I just it's so funny to me Mike and Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline Backyard Bourbon Broadcast and again the hint if you want to try to find us here near Ruoff Music Center is where we are near Ruoff Music Center which is an absolute blast here today. We'll get more into that coming up in just a minute. And, and Michael, ultimately, again, you got two sides here that should know. I mean, even the average fan knows this, just how necessary each needs one another in this case. But you have one that's going to strong arm the other and one that's just not going to budge as of right now. And you got discontent. You got these players being asked about this on a daily basis. I mean, you think the people listening to this show, Mike, right now, you know, get sick and tired of having to hear about Jonathan Taylor. People were asking me that when I was playing hoop last night. You get sick and tired of talking about it. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be to a point. I was worn out with all this Andrew Luck stuff. But this stuff now is really wearing me out and there's no there's no end in sight and it really the kicker on this is both sides need one another i mean it's just unlike anything else right now in the nfl where you can just dispose of your running back if you want to but both sides need one another more than any other situation in the nfl and the fact that you can't come together on anything right now is incredibly ridiculous to me and, and, and here's something else um you, something else to think about. This is not a situation where the, the current Colts running backs on the um, on the roster don't need to play in the preseason. Once preseason games start, these guys have to get out there. And I know, you know, the starting O line probably won't, you know, probably won't play much in the preseason. But if you don't see much out of the running game, that's going to put more. Uh, that should put more of a sense of urgency from the Colts side of things to try to take to try to get things resolved. And from the from the Taylor side. Again, it's looking like, oh, yep, you guys need me, so go ahead. You you need to go ahead and pay me. So I think things will become, you know, things may accelerate more if the Colts running game does not do well once preseason games get started. No doubt about that. Hey, besides that, Mike, you know, I know you've been sizing up this thing and talking about it here nationally. You know, and I know also nationally everybody's worried about – there's Damon. Everybody's worried about, you know, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers or, you know, worried about certainly other national topics. And this probably doesn't have a great deal of play, certainly as much as it does around here. But as far as this Colts team would be concerned, if you kind of put together, you know, the new quarterback situation, the way this team looks right now, and, and I guess we'll have to look at it without Jonathan Taylor, but you look at that 
compare it to the schedule, which looks eyeball-wise as if it's a soft schedule, how competitive would you expect this team to be as we consider it right now playing without Jonathan Taylor? If we set that over-under on six wins, where would you be going without the services of Jonathan Taylor? Listen, I don't have a co- I'm, I'm about to pull the coach schedule up right now, but before I before I even address, before I even uh, look at the schedule, I'm going to say I'm going to say an under, under five yeah. games. I mean, they got an opportunity. Actually, you know what? The Jackson, Jacksonville, Houston, Baltimore, the um, then you got you got the Rams, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Cleveland. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm going under on six, bro. I'm yeah, going, I, I, I am thought- going. I thought about it this way. I I probably would have taken the under even with Taylor. And and here's why. And and this is something I think everybody's going to have to deal with. I think that you're going to roll with your rookie quarterback, and there are going to be a lot of situations in which aren't going to work out well for him. He's going to give you some oh wows. He's going to give you some moments to get excited, but at the same time, I don't know how many deliverable wins there are even on that soft schedule. So I think even with Jonathan Taylor, I would have taken the under. People go, well, wait a minute. You have him winning one more game than they did in that circus of a season a year ago. And, and yeah, as of right now, I do. Until you see otherwise, this team in a position um, that can help carry it because somebody's going to have to end up carrying the load. And I just don't think they have that anywhere near roster-wise to do that, even with the soft schedule we look at right now, Mike. Oh, my goodness. Well, basically, what you're, what you're telling me is your Monday shows are going to be blah as well, far as excitement goes from the team. I don't mean you'll, – you'll do just fine – from keeping for keeping people involved, but from the excitement standpoint of the coach, it's going to be like there's nothing going to there's nothing's going to be there. I, I said this: this needs to be a situation to where you you under talk it up and you over deliver it, and we saw that a year ago with the Pacers. I mean, hell, they didn't make the postseason. But, I mean, hell, everybody acted like they did. I mean, the excitement, you know, as they finished off the regular season and not a postseason participant, yeah, the excitement was certainly there. The excitement has been there this offseason through free agency and the draft and all that. They they under-touted and over-delivered. And I, the Reds, for example, in baseball have done that. And that has been an exciting season. Even with the lumps that they have taken, certainly along the way, it's been an exciting season. And I think that the Colts are going to have to give you that. As I mentioned, I think from the quarterback, even with the inexperience, he needs to show at times the, oh, wow, this is the reason why the Colts chose to go with him at number four. I don't necessarily think those, oh, wow moments will translate into more wins or the over six mark in wins, but I think it can keep a fan base around and interested. The problem that you have here is all this soap opera crap that we've been through so many different times, it wears people out. It wears the fans out, and you got to be careful of that. So I just think, again, you, you under-tout it and you over-deliver, and you keep fans kind of thinking that the path, at least with this quarterback, is the right one even through the mistakes and the losses. Yeah, and that's the thing. You want the fan base to say, oh, man, this coach team will be better once yeah. they've got the quarterback. They will be better once they get X, Y, and Z to help to help uh, uh, Richardson out. That's, what, that's yeah. what you want to be. You don't want them to suck and also say, damn, 
there's no hope in this quarterback. They need to hope they can get the worst record and get Caleb Williams next year out of USC. You don't want that to be there. You want them to say, all right, the QB yes. spot is finally resolved. Now yes. they need to go out and get this player, this player, this player to help out in these certain areas. If you have that, if you're able to get through that with a team with less than six victories, I call that a you know a successful a successful season despite missing the playoffs. And, buddy, that's exactly what we saw with the Pacers last year. They feel good regarding a lot of things right now that other franchises wouldn't feel that great, other fan bases and then the NBA wouldn't feel that great about. But you saw a reason to be happy about the direction of it, and that's, I think, where the Pacers are right now, and that's the path in which the Colts are going to have to get going down here relatively soon. What's going on tap for you this weekend, buddy? Oh, man, I'm actually down in – in Chris Hagan territory of Birmingham, Alabama. I've been out here at a conference all week long. Um, head, heading back uh, fairly soon, but yeah, I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay low, man. Uh, the kids back in school. Is my girl? Did Center Grove go back to school this week too? Say it did. Yeah. Um, you had to look. At, ask your wife uh, to show you the picture of Laney. How excited she was about going back to school. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was written all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh exactly goodness. how I would feel if back then, if they said, hey, hey, John, we're going to go back to school on August the 3rd. I would have had the same facial expression right there as Laney did oh, yesterday man. when she went back. Yeah. Oh, that, hey, that is too funny, brother. Hey, have a great, a great weekend. And by the way, congratulations again on kicking my ass for the third straight year. My brother, I'm just glad you're involved. And it, it does so much good for so many. And I'm incredibly proud of that. Thank you for being a part of it. No, thank you. And honestly, I, I, not, not only from, the, from the, being around you and also Pat making a great donation, I love that your listeners come out who always tweet us. I was able to meet so many of them face-to-face for the first time, too. Awesome, buddy. Well, have fun down there in Alabama. Eat some solid barbecue, and uh, we'll check back in next Friday, man. All right, brother. Have a great weekend. It's I'm Mike Wells of ESPN Radio with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. It's John here with Amaya and Brittany. We are poolside. Backyard bourbon broadcast number one at the home. We call it the FUBAR Lounge. Jeffrey Lawrence, Jeffrey and Susie in the house. I see our romance novelist, Christy, is over there, too, with Kevin. Remember, Christy kind of slotted me in a, if anything speaks to romance novel, and why somebody would want to pick that up and read it, it would be having me be a part of it right there. So Christy is here, our romance novelist, and we have people coming by. Now, I mentioned this, New Belgium Brewing, which is merged with Bell's Brewing, right? So they're together right now. Ryan Stoltz and Justin are here. We got Brent Halverson who's going to join me coming up in just a bit, too. That's Heaven Hill Distillery is a part of it. Thank you, Richard, so much. Uh, Ford's Garage, which is not too far away. Richard brought the food, as always. That is awesome. And if you you want to try to find it again the clue i'll come up with another one in a second the clue is not too far from ruoff not too far at all from ruoff is our location so if you think you want to try to find us and then join us it's a backyard bourbon broadcast with what we affectionately call the foobar lounge every saturday night of the jmv takeover still to come michael lombardi talks nfl in the five o'clock hour phil Steele gets us all updated on the college football landscape as we start phil's going to join us top of the four o'clock hour pat sullivan hashtag ask pat and the return of the legendary bob lovell coming up on the other side 
Creed. Bob Lovell will rejoin us for the first time since the month of May. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast, the home of Jeff Lawrence. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast number one with Brent Halverson still on the way. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast on a Friday. We are near Ruoff. In fact, here's your second clue. If you want to try to find us, near Ruoff, very close to the old pumpkin patch and tree farm. Old pumpkin patch and tree farm is our location. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast, Heaven Hill Distillery. That's with our friends, Brent Halverson, who's going to join us. Obviously, Richard Ford's Garage been here as well. Ryan Stoltz and Justin from New Belgium Brewing and Bell's Brewing. And we're in the backyard. The Fubar Lounge is our site today. Jeffrey Lawrence and his wife, Susie. It's our location. Mike Wells, a little bit earlier, podcast 107.5thefan.com. You also got Michael Lombardi, NFL, coming up a little bit later on with us. That's going to be a fantastic conversation. I promise you that. Five o'clock hour for that. Four o'clock hour for Phil Steele to get you updated on all the college football. Get you ready for the college football landscape. Big Ten, outside the Big Ten and more with Phil coming up at the top of the hour. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pylon, friend of the show in year number 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. And let me tell you this. How many people have done shows, been in the media, been a part of that landscape for 30 years here in Indianapolis? That is absolutely unheard of. And joining us because he is back and ready to go for year number 30, Indiana Sports Talk on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, carx.com, to find out one of the 14 CarX locations nearest you today, run by Joe Childers. It's our friend Bob Lovell. Year number 30, Bob, are you kidding us? Uh, <laughs> I know you were just getting out of junior high then when we started, to be honest. <laughs> Year number three. There's no way. I mentioned this. There, he, that's rarefied air. It, radio and TV. I mean, anything media around here. That is absolute rarefied air. Well, I appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, I was lucky. I didn't think we'd make it uh, through 30, 30 weeks, to be honest. And so I wasn't even sure we'd be on the second uh, week we after we started. So... To make it this long, um, I wish I had a, a, a simple explanation. I don't have one. It's a fun show. It's a different show. Uh, you know how it is if you're, you're talking about high school and college games that are played on the weekend. So you have new material. You have surprises. You have plenty of things to do. And, and you know, the, you, you get energized when you're talking about coaches winning their first games and somebody winning a conference championship or a young man or young woman breaking a, a record and, and those kinds of things. So, you know, you kind of feed off the energy that's provided for you because of the sports. And before you know it, you've stacked up a lot of time on it. And now we're looking at starting 30 years tonight. 
So Bob Lovell, who's back for year number 30, kind enough to join us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So I know that, for example, CG's got a, a scrimmage tonight, and we're just about ready to get high school football started around here. Give mm-hmm. me some of these storylines that you'll approach with the many of your guests coming up later on tonight to start year number 30. Well, you, you mentioned Senator Girl, but if you, you pay attention to you know, some social media, talking about some injuries, it's hard to win three in a row, let alone four in a row. So what they've done is, is clearly phenomenal. I think everybody understands it, and uh, they play in one of, if not the toughest uh, conference in the country. And so uh, that's always the I mean. The big story this time of year is, you know, you have uh, holes to fill, brand-new players, people have graduated. As we mentioned, injuries, injuries are um, a concern. And um, there's plenty to talk about as you get ready to go in to another exciting season. And, you know, I don't think you ever lack drama when you're talking about high school football. But, you know, Center Grove, Cathedral, and Hamilton Southeastern, really, really good. Um, Carroll of Fort Wayne, we're going to see them early on here. Warren Central, I think people are pretty excited. And Westfield had a young team last year and won a lot of games. And so, you know, around this area, Franklin Central is expected to do well. Uh, ben Davis expected to do well with a with a new coach. And you get plenty of storylines, John. You know how it is. It's high school sports. You just never really know. Yeah, and it's funny. Over these 30 years, I think one of the things that we have seen with the ultimate impact is the growth of high school football. And you can really talk high school football on down. But the growth of high school football since you've been on the air, consider that for a moment. When you started year number one compared to year number 30, it is unrecognizable, is it not, the way high school football is viewed now compared to back when you started? No, I don't disagree at all, John. I think uh, back when we when we first started, you know, uh, you, you look at Indiana, obviously people think of as a, a basketball state. And in terms of college recruiting, there, there weren't a great number of kids from our state who were recruited by power conferences. And so now, I mean, you're annually looking at uh, 20 to 30 kids from our state going on and playing in and as I mentioned, Power Five conferences, and clearly more than that when you talk about all of Division One football. And so that was unheard of 30 years ago, and now it's the norm. And it gets, you know, large part because our coaches' association has gotten better and better. Our coaches are better. Kids work out. Uh, kids seem to be involved in it quite a bit. So there are plenty of reasons why. Uh, but I think the number one thing is the kids have, and the bar's been raised. And kids have, have been striving and striving and getting opportunities to, to play at that next level, so to speak. And they go on, you're seeing some Indiana guys on NFL rosters. And so yeah. it, it all feeds on one another. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's just That's the thing that I think I notice more than anything else regarding, you know, if you're just taking – for example, the last 30 years is that alone. And just the growth of football. And there, there are a lot of different factors in it. Um, you know, in, in large part, you know, you look at what you have in the Colts and how everybody's oh, fandom yeah. kind of yeah. played played off of that. I mean, you have seen in your know, 30 years, you know, a, a complete 180 with fans and how they feel about the Colts. And, you know, obviously the Manning era and that success had an unbelievable trickle down to how people view football on lower levels, high school and lower around here. It's been amazing, really has. 
It really has. And I think uh, the other thing we have to consider, you and I are basketball guys, and it's hard for us to admit, but uh, football is the dominant uh, sport in our culture. Uh, there's no denying it. And so, you know, it's a very it's gaining in popularity, not just here, but everywhere. Uh, people are fixated on, on their Colts. Thank goodness for us and, and our radio yeah. brethren. <laughs> we don't mind that at all. But it, it, it all, again, it's all part of this. And um, the football is an extremely important part of what's going on. And you and I know it from Friday nights. Football is incredibly important to what happens on campuses or in high schools around our state because that is a, a money driver. It, 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 uh, it funds your uh, your. your Sports in high schools around our state, so it's extremely important. What happens on Friday nights is extremely important in our state. Yeah, it is, no doubt about that. Over your 30 years, uh, as we continue talking to Bob Lovell on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, give me a couple things that have stood out over your 30 years that you know maybe you're still talking about today. <laughs> Doing an interview with you every Friday afternoon, number one. On how, how'd I do? That's a, that's a good place to start. Yeah, no you doubt. Know what, you know what stands out for me, John, is that you know coaches have a, a gazillion things to do after a game, and for coaches to take time in the midst of all the celebration, or somebody's been hurt, you got to go to a hospital, or or you just want to go home and, uh, and unwind. Those guys still take the time to call the show and talk about winning their first game, winning a conference title, uh, things that are important. And, and to, for them to take the time with all the things they have on their mind to call our show and talk to me, um, that really truly does make it all worthwhile, quite frankly, because, again, there, there's so many other things they could be doing. And, and to be able to be a part of those big moments – in coaches and programs memories that you still as you know as i don't know um crazy as it sounds when teams are listening to our show on the team bus on the way home and and i can hear it in the background and that bus driver turns up the sound and they're all screaming and yelling about a w they had and they're on the way back from a long road trip how do you not get excited as a host to be a part of that on a friday night I was trying to think of those that have 30 years in in this market, you know, that would equate to you right now. I mean, Debbie Knox, Chuck Lofton are two to come to mind right now. You know, but I think Operation Football, I think Dave's Operation Football, we're on the same timeline, John. I think he's done it for 30. I think that's that's the deal. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Calabra. Yeah, Calabra. I was going to say Chris Wright. I think's been around here for maybe that length of time. But man, it's few and far between. And you know how I think of you. How much I love you. I do. And I it is that. absolutely fantastic to have you back. Let's make year number thirty one hellaciously awesome year. You know. All the way around, from high school, collegiately, everything that you cover on a Friday and Saturday night basis. Make it one hell of a year. And welcome back, buddy. Thanks, John. That is the plan, to try to have a, a great year in this 30th. And can't do it without you. You know, I love you, too. I love all you do for me and appreciate uh, your friendship and appreciate the opportunities that I get. And uh, I just um, so thankful for, you know, being on for this long around great people. It's all been a lot of fun. 
There it is. Bob Lovell, he is back for year number 30 with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pylon. As always, brought to you by the 14th Central Indiana Car X locations. Joe Childers run Car X locations. That's carx.com today. Bob, have a fantastic start tonight. Thanks, John. Tomorrow night, and we'll check in again next week. Thanks. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Bob Lovell right there. That is legendary. Anybody else think of anybody else that's um, – anybody else think of anybody else? Yeah, good wording right there. You think of anybody else that's been around for that length of time that's still doing it going into 30 years? That is absolutely amazing. I'll give you a great example. I've been doing this show, you know, not just on this station, but on the previous station since 2000. And four, that'd be November of 2004. So I will celebrate my 19th year coming up here in November. Year number 20 is next year. And I'm 11 years off of Bob Lovell right here. That's amazing. In one market like that, and, you know, also considering Bob has done this over a lot of change in technology. And as he mentioned it, too, I mean, to have those coaches call in, to have the kids listen to her on the bus on the way home after a win, something like that is pretty damn cool. It is. Bob Lovell, year number 30. Indiana Sports Talk is later on tonight. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. This is what we affectionately refer to as the FUBAR Lounge. Jeff Lawrence and Susie's Place. We are near Ruoff Music Center incredibly close to what used to be a pumpkin patch and a tree farm, right? Kurt, is that correct? Right over that fence right there. So if you can find us, you can join us at the Food Bar Lounge. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. It's brought to you by Heaven Hill Distillery. Brent Halverson is going to join us in a bit. All you need to know about college football to start this 2023 season, Phil Steele joins us coming up at the top of the hour. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, Colts coming back at your practice tomorrow. We're not really worried about that today. We're worried about a backyard bourbon broadcast. And we're in the backyard of uh, Jeff Lawrence and Susie. It's the Food Bar Lounge, our location today. Thank you for joining us on the front. Litzy's in the house. You know, that's fun, man. Matt is here with Colton. You know, what's great about this is we have a lot of those. If you guys have been out to live shows before, you know that there is uh, there is a specific group that they come out to nearly everything, everything we do. And that's kind of what we have working and going down right now with our good friend Brent Holverson of Heaven Hill Distillery, who is live local and late breaking. You want to mount up on that microphone right there? Phil Steele, by the way. Top of the hour. College football conversation coming at you. What do you think about the Food Bar Lounge, brother? This is outstanding. This is great. Yeah. Some, I can't hear anything right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. I mean, what a place, huh? J-Law, I mean, he's living in paradise right here. Yeah. Great turnout, too. I mean, we got some great stuff going on. Beautiful day. I'm sorry? The Steelers. The Steelers? Yeah. They still have a team? Yeah. Oh. Man, we're not talking about the Steelers <laughs> on this show. We're going to run everybody off. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so what do, what do you got working over there? Tell everybody what you got working over there. We got a full setup over there, John. We've got uh, all the, uh, uh, the the goods, if you will, right? We've got some Evan Williams. we got some Evan Williams 1783. We've got some Evan Williams flavors with peach, fire, yeah. cherry. We've got uh, Elijah Craig lineup. I've got the full small batch. we got rye. we got toasted barrel. we got barrel proof. Uh, we also have our Heaven Hill 7-year-old bottle and bond. we got some Lunazul tequila. And your favorite, my friend, which I just brought you a it's nice right freshly there. filled sample. Freshly. No, this isn't a sample. This is a drink, right? There's no sample. We don't do sample. No sampling yeah. today. This yeah. is straight drinks right here. This so, is straight uh, drinks right here. And then Justin's next to you, too. Absolutely. And I know Ryan Stoltz is out here with New Belgium Brewing, and they got their product out here under the tent as well. Look at that. I mean, a great setup, great guys. I mean, great to be able to hang out with uh, this crew, too. I mean, this is this is great. You know, our jobs are pretty cool, right? Like, no, there's no doubt about it. Come hang out in a beautiful the, backyard. Exactly. It, it, nothing wrong Get with this. Get some sun, have some cocktails, and uh, hear your knowledge come now, through. Now, I want everybody has asked me about this, too. Are we in a place, Michelle, where we can, like, talk about what's next coming up? I think so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got some oh, big news. man. This is big. This is, like, groundbreaking, <laughs> earth-shattering news. Like, like, somebody you know very well because of volleyball, a friend of mine named Greg, said he saw you the other night and was talking to you about that, and he goes, oh, my God. That was an oh, my God that I heard right He there. came up asking about some things, <laughs> and I kind of alluded to uh, there might yeah. be something in the works. Something and, uh, big in the works here. Something very big and in it's, the works. It's not just like a, a backyard afternoon or an evening. It's like a weekend bender is a what we're talking about bender. here. And a it's, weekend bender. It is going to be pretty spectacular. and It's all being built as we speak, yes. but... Are we going to – should we let the cat out of the bag? Should we no, kinda, we, we got to wait. We're going to wait a little bit. All right, all right. got to right. wait. I'm still trying to get people to find where we are right here. Sure. Yeah, like invite people we didn't invite did out I, here to find where we did are. Did I hear – are you giving clues? Like, I like, am. I did close to Ruoff and very close to a pumpkin farm and a tree farm that used to be. Also, right just down the road from Mystic Waters. How about just that? Just down the road from Mystic Waters. There's a clue. Oh, well, there's <laughs> – yeah, I'm not going to give. What's Lizzie's clue? Give is that the actual address? I don't want to give the address yet, Lizzie. I don't want to give the address. But no, no this is awesome. Yeah, you, you, again, near Ruoff, right? If you know where Mojo Up is, uh, just a little bit up from Mojo Up, right? Certain estates. Certain estates. Certain estates, and you can find us. About eight miles. Uh, West of Mystic Waters Family <laughs> Campground out there at uh, Pendleton Exit. Brent's so. going to rejoin us coming up in a bit. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast brought to you by Heaven Hill Distillery. Again, New Belgium and Bells have now merged. They're together with us, too. And Richard brought the food from Ford's Garage. Fubar Backyard with Jeff Lawrence and Susie. And all you need to know about the start of the college football season upcoming, the Almanac himself won. Phil Steele joins us coming up next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast, and the feed is up now, too. Hey, everybody wave at the camera right there inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You can check everybody out here. This is what a Backyard Bourbon Broadcast is all about. Near Ruoff. Right next to an old tree farm and pumpkin farm, and in some sort of estates is the latest clue right there. If 
you can find us, you can join us. Heaven Hill Distillery, Ford's Garage, New Belgium, Bell's Brewery 2. Everything that you need to celebrate on this Friday, it is all a part of the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. Pat Sullivan, bottom of the hour, hashtag Ask Pat. Get those questions in right now. Pat joins us. Michael Lombardi in the 5 o'clock hour. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, all you need to know regarding the upcoming season of college football, the guy literally does know everything. It's a rite of passage with this magazine, too, to get you set. PhilSteel.com. And joining us, the great college football writer, Phil Steele. Hey, Phil, thank you for the time. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How about yourself oh, today? Man. Well, I'm talking to you, so it has to be good. Hellaciously <laughs> awesome. No doubt about that. Hey, I, I did want to bring this up. And, and listen, this is not football-related. It will be down the road. We knew this. all this movement was going to happen once again, and it, it's it's going to. Are we going to bid farewell to the Pac-12 here, Pac-10, Pac-however many, relatively soon? Is that what's going to happen? It certainly seems like that, John, but you know, I'll go back to when uh, the Big 12 announced that Oklahoma and Texas were leading. I at that point the first thought in my head was toast. You know, the Pac-12 is going to grab some teams, the SEC, the Big 10, all grab teams from the Big 12 and forget about it. that conference is gone. And now look at the Big 12. So, as much as it uh, I would say 90% chance that it's gone, uh, we'll have to see what happens in the next week or so. Yeah, and it always does happen. There's no question about that with uh, conference affiliation movement. Phil Steele is with us. I want to start with the Big 10 here. Uh, certainly a Big 10 territory. Let's start with Purdue in West Lafayette. New head coach, maybe some new philosophies going on around there, but certainly an offense, if you look at it under a microscope, that should be able to get some stuff done this year. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you look at the quarterback situation. Hudson Card comes in from Texas. He was one of the top rated quarterbacks out of high school, my number nine rated QB. They bring in Graham Harrell, who comes out, uh, is, you know, an air raid offense still. So they throw the football. They've got Maccabee back at running back. Really impressed the way Maccabee emerged at the end of last season. Uh, Sheffield's back at QB. They do lose the top two guys, though, and Charlie Jones, Payne Durham, so I have some question marks at the receiver position, but three starters are back in the offensive line, and they added four transfers as well, so the offense should be pretty potent this year. It's a Phil Steele with us. Hudson Card and Graham Harrell. How do you like that combination of offensive coordinator and quarterback in West Lafayette? I think it should be a really good combo. I mean, uh, you know, Card's a guy that, uh, like I said, he was my number nine-rated quarterback out of high school. He's already started games at Texas, so he's played big-time football. And then Graham Harrell's a guy that uh, has pretty much produced good offenses no matter where he's been, including USC. Phil, you look, too, at Ryan Walters. First-year head coach, comes from more of a defensive philosophy angle coming off, obviously, of the time Jeff Brom was there. It was much more offensive. The expectation of this team gelling with more of a defensive philosophy start to start with as head coach of this team. Yeah, and he calls the defense organized chaos. And, uh, you know, I, when I went over the defense with him, uh, he was pretty bullish on the, the, what the unit he's going to have on the field this year. Now, uh, after our conversation, he did add in a couple of transfers from Old Miss, but he already had had on board a Stanford transfer, a Penn State transfer up front, uh, Arkansas transfer Isaiah Nicholas and Nichols. And I asked him how he felt about the defense. He said pretty good. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a good defense this year. 
you know, it is unusual to go from a, a offensive-minded head coach to a defensive-minded head coach. We'll see how that uh, portrays, but it should definitely help out on the defense and the talents there according to Coach uh, Walters. And staying in the Big Ten here, Phil, let's go down to Bloomington, too. And IU fans always have this hope regarding the start of a football season, and and sometimes it doesn't take very long to, to dash a great deal of that hope. What do you look at to start with with Tom Allen and this team trying to make it back from a bad season of a year ago? Yeah, and I think they're pretty much going to be picked last in the Big Ten East coming into the season. Of course, that's pretty much been the case in a lot of uh, Tom Allen's years. And you look at the fact that it's an inexperienced squad. They only have five starters back on offense, three on defense. In fact, they're number 123 on the experience chart. A lot's going to depend on the quarterback. And last year, they went through, what, five different quarterbacks last year. Hopefully, they can keep one healthy this year. And if it is somebody like a Tavon Jackson, then uh, they should be in pretty good shape. I like the running back core with Henderson, Turner. Turner's coming in from Wake Forest. Maybe you'll be like uh, the Wake Forest transfer they had at Michigan State a couple of years yeah. ago. Uh, Jalen Lucas also at the running back spot. You look at the receivers. Uh, they had an Fordham transfer in Dequez Carter. And here's the thing I learned, uh, John, when I was going through the teams with the coaches. I talked to 123 of the 133 head coaches. And after about five or six, I kept noting all these FCS guys that had transferred in and started. FCS guy transferred yeah. in and started. Asked a, a couple of the coaches about it. They said, as long as they had the audience playing at the FCS, they generally were bigger, stronger, faster when they came out of high school, coming with the chip on their shoulder, grateful for being there. And almost 85 to 90% of them produced right away. So I think Carter can produce right away coming in from uh, Fordham. Uh, offensive line, a little bit of a question mark, but they have Bob Bostead coming in from Wisconsin as the offensive line coach, and he should make a huge difference. And defensively, they got to stay healthy. They brought in a ton of transfers. Andre Carter from Western Michigan, Philip Bleedy, uh, Bleedy from uh, Texas Tech. Uh, Aaron Casey is back at linebacker. They had in a Stanford transfer and Magum Farrar. Uh, cornerbacks are both transfers from Texas Tech and Texas. So a ton of transfers coming in. There's no doubt Tom Allen's on the hot seat, but I'm rooting for this guy. He's uh, he's always got the most out of his team. Last year a little bit disappointing, and uh, and hopefully he can win enough games to stick around this year. So Phil, you mentioned Tevin Jackson, quarterback coming in from Tennessee, and there is a lot to be expected out of him, but. Uh, although off-season-wise and then, you know, the spring ball, uh, it was still kind of a neck-and-neck quarterback situation. What did you like about him coming out of high school, going to Tennessee, and what are some of the attributes you believe, if he is named the starter, that he can bring to this Hoosier offense this year? Well, you know, first of all, he's a tough kid, and that's always a good thing. He's a hard worker, uh, and he's got that core confidence in him, a little bit of moxie, and you, you like to have that in a quarterback. So uh, this is uh, a player that I think has got the physical tools. He's got the inner tools, and so he's got the – he's a leader. He's athletic. He's long, uh, and he's a multi-sport guy. So he's, he's – and that's Tom Allen always likes to have those uh, multi-sport guys there, and they've, they've done a lot. So he brings some confidence and swagger to the room. I think there's a lot of positives about uh, Taven. All right, let's uh, look around. And Phil Steele, the really the almanac that you get into before every college football season, it indeed is a rite of passage. It is the college football preview. You can pick it up right now. Phil Steele's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, let's go up and down besides IU and Purdue, the Big Ten Conference this year, which, uh, assumingly, even with the suspension, you know, obviously, even with Michigan and Ohio State, that battle, that's where we start each and every year, and that's where we start again here, right? 
Yeah, and I think there's actually three viable contenders in the East this year. I'm going to throw Penn State in the mix. In fact, if you look at my power poll in the front of the magazine, which rates the overall talent on the teams, I've got Ohio State 2. Michigan 3 and Penn State 5 so they're all really close to be honest with you John I was going to go with the team that hosted the other two unfortunately Michigan plays at Penn State Penn State plays at Ohio State and Ohio State plays at Michigan could end up in a three way tie but the team I went with winning the East this year is Michigan for a couple of reasons I feel this is Jim Harbaugh's best team that he's put on the field in his nine years there. They're the only one of the major contenders around the country, basically, that has a returning starting quarterback in J.J. McCarthy, and they should. He's added 10 pounds. They're going to open up the offense a little bit for him. They got my number one set of running backs in the country. They got like seven NFL prospects on the offensive line. They've won the Joe Moore Award the last two years, and they got my number two rated offensive line coming into the year. The defense is strong as well. And then of the three teams, they've got the best schedule. Uh, they do have that tough game at Penn State. They did win the last time they went there. They get Ohio State at home. Other than that, the non-conference schedule is cake. And, and despite the suspension, I mean, it's East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, yeah. Rutgers. They're going to be a 28-point favorite in all four games. I think Michigan's got a real good shot at uh, making a playoff this year for a third time and maybe even advancing this time as opposed to having a poor performance in each of their first two playoff games. Uh, regarding McCarthy at quarterback, what do you rank him among the – elite level quarterbacks throughout the nation Phil you know, I think he's got a chance to enter into the Heisman uh, picture this year because of the fact they're going to let him throw more. I think I thought they kept the reins on him quite a bit last year, but he had a 22-5 ratio. He had 65% of his passes. He's also mobile. He ran for over 300 yards last year. As mentioned, he's put on 10 pounds. He's six foot three, uh, so there's a lot to like about him. Uh, and uh, I, th- I think he will be one of the best quarterbacks in college football at the end of the year. Phil still joins us regarding Ohio State. Obviously, they're going going to have to reload a quarterback with C.J. Stroud now being down in Houston as a uh, selection in round number one of the Houston Texans. But I want to start here with Marvin Harrison Jr. at wide receiver. Where, to, through your eyes, through your lens, does he rank not just compared to those wide receivers in college football now, but those that we have seen coming out of college football in recent history? Yeah, he's right up there, and uh, you know he might just go down as the best wide receiver in Ohio State history. So uh, he's a guy that three. Uh, he's six four. He's two hundred and five. He's highly productive. He's got everything you want in a wide receiver. Uh, I think he's pretty much a consensus number one receiver for the draft. And and you know teams can't just focus on him. That's a, the big thing because they've got a very deep receiving core. Like Igbuka is probably the number two wide receiver for the draft. It's the best wide receiver room in the country. Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. If we're looking to the West right now, the Big Ten. What do you like about the first year head coach there and the combination he has on the field? You know, it's interesting, John. When I did the first write-through of the magazine and they announced that they were bringing in Phil Longo as the offensive coordinator, I was concerned, very concerned, about Wisconsin because they win their games in November with yeah. the big offensive line and the run game. And they're going to go to a uh, air raid system and a pass offense and forget the run game. Well, after the third write-through is when I talked to the head coaches. And after talking to Coach Fickle, he assured me they are not abandoning the run game. In fact, he feels that teams have been able to stack eight, nine guys in the box to slow down the run. And if you look at the stats, they have not topped five yards per carry the last three years. I found that pretty surprising for Wisconsin. They're a team that generally averages close to six yards per carry if you look at them uh, throughout the years. 
And he feels that now with bringing in a Tanner Mordecai, bringing in more passing, that the box is going to open up. So Braylon Allen may get a few less carries per game, but he's going to have a higher yards per carry. He and Ches Malusi will both benefit from uh, defenses that won't be able to stack the box as much, and they could be very dangerous. So I look for a better yards per carry. And then defensively, they go from three to eight returning starters this year. They actually go from number 107 in my experience chart last year to number 20. And I have a blog on philsteel.com right now, which talks about how teams that make that big of a jump usually have a really big year. Uh, and then look at their schedule. Their five road games are Washington State, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, and Minnesota, all winnable. Their toughest two games are Iowa and Ohio State. They get them both at home. They catch Ohio State the week after Ohio State plays Penn State in a big-time battle. Uh, they're my number one surprise team in the country, or a non-top-10 team that I think has a shot of making the uh, playoff this year. Phil Steele's college football preview. You can check everything out that he does. PhilSteel.com. I would advise that. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, I think a year ago, you and I had better offensive numbers than Iowa did, certainly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Ferentz, uh, there's no doubt, is on a hot seat, even if you're keeping this bad boy in the family. Uh, how, how do you think the offense is going to turn? Is it going to stay pretty much where we saw it, or is it going to make the turn for a much better this year? got to average 25 points per game to keep his job, right? No, yeah. uh, it, it, they, well, he does. Yeah, it's, yeah you're right. Joe, you're right. Yeah. 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 So he absolutely has to. Yes. He will. He, he absolutely will. You go back to two years ago, and everybody talks about Iowa. They don't have an offense. Two years ago, they averaged 31.8 points per game. And at, true, true story, John, the second I saw Cade McNamara's name in the transfer portal, within five seconds of first thing that popped in my head was go to Iowa perfect fit and he is he's not you know he's a game manager but that's not a negative thing uh, it's a positive thing takes care of the football he's a high percentage passer he can also keep you alive in the pocket I think he's a great addition to that team at the quarterback spot and he brings his tight end with him in Eric All remember McNamara to All won that Penn yep. State game on the road two years ago those two are back reunited they've got a solid backfield with Johnson Williams and Patterson They've got Nico Regani back. They've got all in the Shea tight end. They add in an Ohio State transfer and Caleb Brown, who is my number seven wide receiver out of high school. And really one of the problems with Iowa the last couple of years has been an inexperienced offensive line. Their experience this year, so it's the best offensive line they've had since that 31 point per game. They actually have an offense this year. It's not going to be 40 points per game or anything like that, but you don't have to be like that when you're at Iowa because they've got their usual top-notch defense. Uh, in fact, the you know, uh, Phil Parker's got seven starters back on the defensive side of the ball. They had in a guy like Nick Jackson coming in from Virginia, who I thought was one of the best linebackers in the ACC to replace Jack Campbell. They've got my number two special teams in the country. So with the best game manager out there in Cade McNamara, with the better offense, along with that defense and special teams, they're a legitimate threat to win the West this year. All right, Illinois had eight wins a year ago, Phil. and I think that's as good as they've had it, and, and certainly over a, a you know, almost 15-year period, I believe. Ryan Walters, as we talked about, is now the head coach of Purdue. He was their defensive coordinator. What do you like about Brett Bielema's team and year number two for him in Champaign? Yeah, what I really like was last year, I thought they were the best team in the West. I know Purdue went to the, the title game, but I thought Illinois statistically was probably the best team. They just came up short in that massive game, which Purdue uh, won uh, Illinois 
great victory for the Boilermakers. Uh, but with uh, Brett Bielema, they went in and out Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and that was on the road as well. They beat them 34-10. to And they've got talent on the offense and defensive lines. In fact, Jerzon Newton and Keith Randolph on the defensive line, both projected to be high NFL draft picks. Offensive line, Julian Pearl, Isaiah Adams on the left side of the line, both projected to be high NFL draft picks. You like that? You like Luke Altmaier coming in from Ole Miss? I really like Isaiah Williams. I mean, he moved from quarterback to wide receiver last year and was highly productive. I don't think this year's team, though, is quite as good as last year. They a lot. And the last time Illinois had a winning season, I think it was that Rose Bowl year they had, they rebounded the next year with a losing year. Now, I'm not expecting a losing year. I just don't think they're quite as good as last year's team. But there'll be a player in the West. I have them coming in third. Phil Steele's with us. And when we close out the Big Ten, I want to get your thoughts on Matt Rule. Obviously, his, his NFL time uh, didn't impress. You go back to, I believe, in Baylor and Temple in his first years, and it has been a struggle, but he got the teams on the ball sooner rather than later here. How are things going to go in your number one for Matt Rule in Lincoln in your interpretation? Probably the best coaching upgrade in college football. Uh, I think going from Scott Frost to Matt Rule is a huge addition. And the, the situations he stepped into at Temple and Baylor, remember when he took the Baylor job, everybody, the national narrative was, why is Matt Rule going to Baylor? That right. thing is a toxic waste dump right now. There's suspensions, low on scholarships, everybody's leaving. And in his first two years, his first year, in his first year, he struggled in both of those, but he steps into a better situation here. I like Jeff Sims coming in from Georgia Tech at quarterback, Billy Kemp coming in a wide receiver, and he's got the transfer portal to work with. He also gets some talent back. I mean, Nebraska was not bereft of talent. I think they were just out coached and lost a lot of close games. Now they'll probably win some close games. They actually make my most improved list this year, which means I think they go from all these – we haven't had a winning season since 2016. I'm calling for them to get back to a bowl game this year. I don't think they're yet ready to contend in the West, but a bowl game is definitely within reach. All right, Phil, before I let you go here, let's let's go a little bit more nationally here out of the Big Ten. Is, is Georgia going to continue this dominant path? And obviously the SEC is always loaded. And let's look around the rest of the, comp- or the country, I should say in this case, and tell me who you like among these teams to start this college football season. Yeah, and starting with the SEC, naturally I'm picking Georgia. i got them to win it all. Everybody's going to pick Georgia this year. Now, ironically, no one has three-peated as a national champ since the 1930s when the Minnesota Golden Gophers did it. But Georgia lost five players to the draft on defense. Guess what? Last year they lost nine players to the mm-hmm. draft. So they're actually more experienced defensively than last year. I think Carson Beck will be a Heisman candidate at the year end because he's got my number one rated offensive line, number four set of receivers. I mean, they brought in the leading receiver from Missouri and the leading receiver from Mississippi State to their team. Uh, and to go along with the uh, Mackey Award winner at tight end and Brock Bowers, and they've got a loaded backfield as well. So I, Georgia will be a double-digit favorite in every game except for their trip to Tennessee on November 18th. I do have them making the playoff. The other team out of the SEC was is Bama. And, you know, while Nick Saban's been preseason number one each of the last two years, he's actually only won a national title once when preseason number one. But now he's back to where 
most dangerous. The last time he wasn't, preseason number one was 2020. End of the story, 13-0, undefeated season, number one in the country. He's got the talent. I, I think he'll get the quarterback situation figured out. And uh, I've got Bama making the playoff as well. I talked about how I have Michigan yep. getting there from the Big Ten. Uh, let's go to the ACC for my fourth playoff team. And it's not Florida State like a lot of folks have, but Clemson. And I've seen Clemson not even in the top ten of a lot of folks' preseason polls. But when I talked to Coach Sweeney going over the team with them, he said that the defensive line, and you remember 2018, how talented that group was, he said that this defensive line doesn't have the star power of 2018. However, they're deeper in talent and experience. I read them the best defensive line in the country, a linebacker. They've got Carter and Trotter. Uh, Klubnik, I think, will do just great at the quarterback position. He was my number one rated QB out of high school. They've got Shipley and Maffa in the backfield and experienced offensive line and receivers. And then you look at the fact Clemson's lost a grand total of one home game in Death Valley the last six years. And their two toughest games, Florida State, Notre Dame, both at home. I've got Clemson running the table and making the playoffs. And for the other uh, Power Five conferences out there, I do have USC uh, winning the the Pac-12. And when I look at the Trojans, they've got the best schedule of the bunch. They also have the Heisman winner in Caleb Williams, who's pretty dynamic. And they were just a step from making the playoffs last year. They won the Pac-12 title game. They would have been in the playoffs. Uh, they only have one really tough road game in conference play that's at Oregon. They also have to play Notre Dame on the road, so those are two tough games, but uh, I think the Trojans win the Pac-12, and as far as the Big 12 goes, uh be honest with you, John, when I started the magazine process, I said, I'm going to pick somebody besides Texas to win the uh, Big 12 because they play a brutal schedule. Everybody's gunning for them, but if you look on page 138 of my magazine where I rank the Big 12, they rank number one in the Big 12 in all eight categories. Number one are tied for number one in all eight categories. They just have a ton of talent, and uh, I can see them actually winning the Big 12 and contending for a playoff spot. So that's that's how I yep. rank, rank all the uh, big conferences up. Before I let you go, Sam Hartman, quarterback Notre Dame. How do you think the Fighting Irish are going to fare this season in South Bend? Uh, I love this Notre Dame team this year. Uh, you know, they've got eight starters back on defense. We know Marcus Freeman knows defense. We know they had a good defense last year. They're going to be one of the elite ones in the country this year. Offensively, they used a backup quarterback last year. Now they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Sam Hartman. They're so deep at running back with Estime, Price, and Ford that they move Chris Tyree to the slot. That's going to help the receiving core. They've got solid tight ends. The offensive line is going to contend for the Joe Moore Award. I think they're they're, they're one of the top units out there. And then you like a complete team. Uh, they're number six in my special teams ranking. So to me, this team is loaded, and they get Ohio State at home September 23rd with a young quarterback making his first real road start. They get USC at home in October when it could be a little chilly. The only game I've got them an underdog all year is at Clemson uh, on November the 4th. And if they go 11-1, and then Marcus Freeman all of a sudden has a playoff contender. So I'm very bullish on Notre Dame this year. Um, Caleb Williams, your Heisman top-notch candidate to start the season here? Yeah, he's the favorite to win it, but uh, John, if I was to pick from either uh, Caleb Williams or the field, I would take the field uh, for the following reason. Uh, Basically, the Heisman 
repeat has only happened once, and Caleb Williams would not only be competing against every other uh, player in college football this year, he's competing with himself no from doubt. last year. Remember no last year he had 67%, 42 touchdowns, and he ran for another 10. Five interceptions all year. He had a phenomenal year. Now if he gets, let's say he throws for 35 touchdowns this year, people will say, oh, he had an off year. And uh, I, so that's why I think the Heisman race is wide open. I would take the field. I don't think Caleb Williams is going to repeat this year, even though I expect a big year out of him. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you're right about that, trying to come back. And it's it's more than competing with everybody else. It is competing with himself. And last year, it'd be like Phil Steele competing with himself as far as college football previews <laughs> are concerned. Uh, there's just no competition right there. It is the best. Phil Steele's college football preview. Check it out. And everything you need, philsteele.com. Again, philsteele.com. Phil, my friend, I appreciate you every single year dropping in here in Indianapolis and educating us on the upcoming start of the college football season. And we will do this again soon. Thank you so much for the time. Sounds good, John. I always enjoy talking football with you, John. Thanks for having me on. You got it, Phil. Thank you very much. That is the awesome Phil Steele via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I got to get you set up for the start of the college football season. No better way to do that than with Phil Steele. The college football preview, philsteele.com, gets you all the education you need regarding the start of the college football season. More to come at 239-1070. The email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. Quick break. We're back with you next. The Ride with JMV. It's party time. P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. You can check us out on YouTube Live inside the lounge right now. We have a great view of our Backyard Bourbon broadcast at the home of Jeff and Susie Lawrence, also known, affectionately speaking, as the FUBAR Lounge. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast number one is. Whoa, how on many the air. beers do they have on tap here? I'm telling you what, not only that, but you've seen the beers in the front yard. Um, a new Oberon beer is coming out, by the way, too. Oh. You've got Bell's Brewery, and you've got um, New Belgium merging. And Justin's got the beer on the front lawn. Well, let's go. And we've got. The Elijah Craig, the Larsley, the Evan Williams, and Brent Halverson in the bar area there. Ford's Garage and Richard brought so much food over there. It's incredible. You guys can get a look at exactly what a backyard bourbon broadcast entails. Again, go ahead and log on YouTube. Go to YouTube Live, our feed, The Ride with JMV, and you can see... Chris Litzy walking towards us right now and hugging Nicole. Here's what's great about this. Pat Sullivan joins us. Hashtag Ask Pat is coming up. What's great about this is there are so many people that come out to all of our shows. Yeah. And they're here. Right here. They're, and, and we've had are they land, in the pool? I, I've, I have given, yes, some of them are in the pool. But here's what I've done, Pat. I've given random hints about where we are. Okay. Because I wasn't quite sure if, if Jeff and Susie wanted me to give away their address on the air. Sure, I can so see I've that, So I've random John. hints. Shout out to Daryl, who showed up. My man Q317's in the house over there, oh, too. Is he? And again, uh, we've gone with near Ruoff, right behind an old pumpkin patch. Yeah. And... We're in estates. Now keep in mind that there's a new Belgium brewing tent in the yard. And I don't think a lot of people in these estates have a new Belgium brewing tent with beer 
in the yard. That is true. So that's the latest. So, again, if you can find us, you can join us yeah. here on this Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. Wow. This is a great piece of property. You like it? Yeah. You, you find any issues with it at all? Uh, no. No, I think it's I think it's kind of quaint. I love how they put the rips in the screen. Uh, to kind of give it kind of a kind of a well, I mean, kind of it's kind of yeah. like, hey man, we're in a rough neighborhood and we had somebody break in. That's, so that's they, like the dog wanted in and they no, weren't there to let him in. That was a hardened criminal. That's, that's Mabel and Midge wanted in and they weren't there to let no, Mabel and Midge in. No, they're yeah. living they're living in the hood here. No, it's uh, this is a beautiful. It's it's a beautiful. The funny thing about these uh, the backyard bourbon yeah. broadcast is that when I walk up, I'm walking to up to someone home and it's just like I'm just creeping down you know yeah. I don't really know I just see cars and I start walking through backyards until I find you and I kind of came in that way and two ladies looked at me like who are you? What are you doing? This is a huge crowd for a backyard This is a great it's a very too. chill crowd. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, floaties out there it's like ah yeah yeah, Matt beautiful. and Colton in the house. Yeah. Matt brought Colton to the show here, but how about which is the, nice. Uh, how about the bar? How about the, the bar where yes. you just flip up the garage door and boom, there's the pool bar. That's where our guy Brent Halverson is hanging out. Yeah. Hey, by the way, afternoon baseball. Uh, the Cubs fans' euphoria over taking three or four from the Reds may have ended today oh. because not only uh, have they taken a beating by the Braves, 8 nothing. our good friend Tucker Barnhart came in, pitched an inning, because they didn't want to waste any more pitchers being down this much. Are you kidding? An inning of one-hit baseball. Are you kidding? I'm telling you what. Man, I may throw if I'm if I'm David Ross. I may throw Tucker out there in other situations. Because I mean, the Braves. I don't oh. know who he faced right here, but the Braves, as good as anybody in Major League Baseball offensively, right there. And for Tucker Barnhart to go out there and hold things down with yeah. one hit in an inning, I'm incredibly impressed. Hmm. I am. Cubs lose today, eight nothing. I guess final. I'm surprised they Braves didn't get the the, uh, the grill guy from the clubhouse or something to go out and yeah. pitch an inning. They, I, mean, yeah. I mean, and see with the Reds, two out of the last three nights, the Reds backup catcher came out there to pitch because things had spiraled so far out of control. Wow. How are things going, Sullivan Hardware and Garden? What you got? Uh, things are going great, man. It's uh, you know we are uh, we had. We had a cooking class last night at Keystone. We had a summer night. Get this. You're going to love this because you're a music guy. Mm -hmm. Summer night in the garden at our Allisonville Road location. All right. Summer night in the garden. Yep. So we had a band. We had Boogie Nights playing at 6 o'clock. Boogie Nights is a good band. They are. Really mellow. 6 o'clock. The uh, the finest from uh, the Fishers Police Department rolled up and said, hey, uh, we got a noise complaint. And... And they, they weren't even going to stop. They was like, well, there's really 6 o'clock, John. 6 o'clock? 6 o'clock. Someone called in and said it was too loud. It's 6 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds like an enjoyable. But it was a good time. That's an enjoyable person right there. There's Brent Halverson, everybody. Heaven yeah. Hill Distilleries in the house. All so, right. So what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, you know what? We, uh, we've got... Uh, we, we got a big old furniture sale going at our 71st and Keystone store. Nice. So that's very good. We've got the uh, – we're selling tickets like crazy for Egg Fest, which is August 19th. Egg Fest. Egg Fest. You can still – if you want a great deal on an egg uh, and you don't mind one that has been used once, you can buy a demo egg. And a demo egg is just an egg that we use it because we need about 70 eggs to cook on that day. So you, uh, you save a, a big chunk of change, and then you get that egg. We clean them up. You get it the, uh, the next day or whenever you want it. Marcion so. gave me a text a couple of days ago. He's coming out. 
and uh, he's just going to bring an egg out there, and they're going to take oh, is he really and redo it. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Redo it. Nice. So, that yes. one, the one that you were just borrowing exactly seven that one years I ago. Seven years ago for the weekend. Yeah, a weekend hey, smoker. Question. Of, yes. Speaking of smoking, have you heard from Wells? After I the, have. He called in earlier today. Did he? I mean, he's he, incredibly disappointed, but the Brownsburg Educational Foundation incredibly happy with that. $2,000 dollars yeah. And teacher treasures got I, I was four. worried. I didn't hear from Mike, yeah. and I thought, man, he really. He was, he's upset. He's upset. Uh, sure. Because he thought. I thought he, he thought had he deserved it. better. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, he, he thought he deserved better. I think I, I think that uh, if uh, the, the pit master, Justin, wants to try something wild, he needs to do that on his own time. No doubt. You know, that, on that, his own time. That wasn't ready for prime time. Com- not in competition. All right, hashtag Ask Pat. Get those questions in because we've got. Cigar Smokers Paradise. Yeah, today, how about that? We? Tell us about that. Uh, you know what? We've got the uh, the bourbon uh, glass from uh, Corksicle that has a, uh, a What's nice. What's it called again? It's from Corksicle. It's a bourbon. Corksicle. Yeah, it's okay. a bourbon glass. Comes with the ice wedge, and then uh, you slide your. Uh, it has a holder for your cigar. Right there in your bourbon glass. Whoa! And then That's you got nice. uh, a special cigar lighter. That so, is nice. Yeah, it's very nice. I think next week I'm going to wait on you bringing like a one-hit pipe or something like that over. <laughs> get that. One of those things you used to carry in your belt buckle? I don't, no. You don't know anything about nope. that? I didn't think so. Nope. But, no, that's what we're playing for today. Hashtag AskPat. Questions at 239-1070 if you want to join us. Or, again, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Hashtag AskPat. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Now, BT Dew, who wanted to be here today, could not make it. And hopefully he's feeling much better. Uh, I am not a cigar person so i don't need to win but i do need help planted this tulip tree two years ago i do water once a week that's what he does water it once a week what's going on with these leaves seems like that the edges are dying you Hashtag know, ass uh, the thing that I think would go after a tulip right now that we're seeing a lot of uh, is scale and uh, aphids. So if I would ask, are, are the leaves sticky? Do they have that because they, uh, they the insect uh, uh, secretes what's called honeydew. Right. Uh, and then that can drip off the trees. And uh, so it's that particular tulip tree is a little susceptible. So I think what I would do just as a preventative is to uh, I would spray that either with neem oil. Or I would, there's a, a great product uh, that's a kind of a three-way uh, that is a uh, fungicide. I didn't giggle. Inside, no, fungicide, insecticide, and miticide. So I, you might even use that. Not sticky, he says. Not sticky? Not sticky. All right. Then I would just spray it with, uh, with an insecticide. I think he's just going for the sticky icky. That's yeah. what he's going for, right? Yeah, there's very, a, there's very a, sticky icky. There's a bunch of sticky icky yeah. going around this year. And now all of a sudden the mosquitoes are out. Have you noticed that? I have not. Should oh, I? All of a sudden. All of a sudden, the last few weeks, look at the people rolling in. I'm telling you, this is the place to be, and they're yeah. finding it, too. Near Ruoff, backyard was a pumpkin patch in the estates. That's right. New Belgium Brewing tent in the front yard. There is a large clump of irises in the front landscape. Yes. That might help. Probably won't. I think my clues are better. <laughs> Big beer tent in the front yard. The beer tent might be the might be the giveaway. Hey, JMV, hashtag ask Pat, what's the best way to get the grass between the boards on my shadow box privacy fence? I can't get under it with the weed eater. This sounds like a JMV problem. Very much so, because that just drives me insane. the first things you ever asked me. It was. It was about my chain link fence. It drove me nuts. It yeah. still does. I hate it. Yeah. You know what? I would, uh, if you don't mind a little uh, brown uh, 
kind of a strip there. I would just take uh, what's called uh, Roundup Extended. And then you just take the wand and you just go straight down and you put about a four inch path in there and it just you'll just have nothing. You'll yeah. just have brown. So the brown's better than weeds. Brown is better than weeds. You don't want up. that look of weeds growing right. up on your fence. No, do I you? get it. I get it. So but if 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 it, if it bugs you like that, that's what I would do. Four, lay down a four inch uh, strip of roundup. Extend it. Gritty asked this, I need to plant grass. I have seen a covering that is greenish blue instead of straw. What yep. is this stuff? Hashtag. Uh, you that? know what? There is uh, there's just covers uh, that that are really more useful in the spring when it's still really cold and it kind of creates like a little uh, greenhouse. But it's right. just called gra- one's called grass fast. You don't need it as much when we're in this kind of temperature. Uh, what I would use rather than straw though because really what you need is you need to be able to hold the moisture right in in and around that that seed as it starts to germinate so instead of straw although i love farmers but i hate straw i would put uh canadian peat moss canadian canadian peat moss because i know we all love the canadians this summer yeah. so well but you put that peat moss in and that holds moisture right where the seed is germinating a dj barnett says that's my parents' old home in Stony Creek. I helped build it. That's where we are right here. Oh, really? Are we in Stony Creek? Did I just give that away? I uh, guess I did, didn't I? Is it Stony Creek? Is it Stony Creek? It's uh. Hey, ha- hey, Harley D, is this Stony Creek in here? It is. I just gave that? it away. My bad. I'll be done. Hey, you want to hang around for a minute? Yeah, sure. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. We have to, on the other side, do something very special because this is a very special Pat Sullivan day. We'll get to that coming up next. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast 2023. The Food Bar Lounge representing. If you want to see what a Backyard Bourbon Broadcast looks like, log on to YouTube. Go to the Ride with JMV. We like to call that the lounge. You can get in there and check out exactly what happens at a Backyard Bourbon broadcast. Heaven Hill Distillery, Ford's Garage Food, New Belgium, and Bell's Brewery all representing on a Friday, a Friday in Noblesville. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The uh, backyard estate of one J-Law. It's also known as the Food Bar Lounge. Like, you'll hear that on a Saturday night on the JMV Takeover. You'll hear it this Saturday, too. They're going to have a party here. The Food Bar Lounge will be representing. In fact, I would expect this weekend, especially with everybody having to go back to school, a big-time Saturday night, 6 until midnight, JMV Takeover. That's next door to the fan on B105.7. Hey, by the way, 239-1070 right now. Before I forget, Dave Chappelle tickets. The comedy of Dave Chappelle is coming once again to Indianapolis. Gambridge Fieldhouse, number 9 at 239-1070. We'll get a pair of tickets to go see Dave Chappelle. That's Dave Chappelle, Gambridge Fieldhouse, number 9 is going to go at 239-1070 right now. You're going to be giving away, like, uh, Swifty tickets, too? Swifty? Oh, yeah. yeah. Taylor Swift, you mean? Yeah, that's kind of your... Yeah, I mean, that's three nights of it. 
kind of I would, I would hope we'd have something to give away. Yeah. I will say this. There is no station. I don't care if they play Taylor Swift music or don't. There is no better station to give away tickets because we hit every single demographic you do. with listeners than our station. Yep. Nobody better. And that's what Kyle Johnson of Live Nation realized long ago. He said, you know what? we got to utilize JMV and his radio shows because we can cover everybody. Not just pop. Right. It's not just rock. It's not just country. But we can get everybody on his show. And they do. Hey, by the way, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, hashtag AskPat is back. Happy birthday to you, sir. Oh, thank you. Pat Sullivan is celebrating a birthday. I may am. I, may I ask what number? Sure you can. I'm 63 today. 63 I'm years old, of old age. Old so you're the class of 1978? I am. Yeah. It was a good year. That was a Halloween good year. Halloween came out that year. Did you go see Halloween we at did. the theater? We did. Did it scare you? Uh, it was a little uh, upsetting, I yeah. would say. Yeah. I always liked First it because there was, there was no gore or anything like that. It was just a great deal of suspense. Yeah. It's a John Carpenter classic. That, in fact, is the best horror movie of all time. Oh, is it? That's more how, that's more near Halloween talk. Yeah. And, and I'm not true. really, yeah. as I got older, I'm not really into scary movies because I'm in retail. Yeah. And uh, that's you got scary. Enough, you get scared it's, every day? It's, it's terrifying opening the door each morning. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen, yeah. what you're going to get. That's right. Who's going to steal what? How are you celebrating your birthday? Uh. You know, Backyard uh, Bourbon Broadcast. We, we, we right had here. a nice uh, birthday dinner uh, earlier in the week, uh, but I'm celebrating here with you. I left my family to be here with yeah, you. And there, there's nothing wrong with that right there. Yeah. So, no, That's how I, we uh, celebrate. I, had, I, I took it easy today. Uh, we shot a, a new Sullivan hardware spot at 10 a.m. Uh, you know, I had a meeting with an attorney at 12. I, uh, you know, so it's just kind of a regular yeah. day. You know. An attorney? Yeah. Tell me turn. more. Well, you know, I'd rather not say right now, John. Oh, okay, because uh, that, that could uh, I have a lot of attorneys in my life. That could have an effect on a situation, I well, guess, is you what you're saying? Know. Yeah, come no, on. No, no. It's, it's, yeah. all, it's all good. All right. Hashtag AskPat. I believe i got a couple more questions to get to right here. Actually, uh, this is from Kendra Packard. It says, I'm hanging at home listening to the JMV show uh, at our neighbor's. Um, oh, they're the football. They're here right now. I'm sorry. I thought that you were listing someplace else. They're here right oh, now they're as here. well. So that's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. All right. Hey, before I hit the top of the hour, happy birthday again Thank to you. Thank you very much, And John. tell people what they can uh, get with the, not only Sullivan Hardware and Garden weekend, but the Home and Garden Show the tomorrow morning. The Home and Garden morning. Show, 9 until mm-hmm. 1. We're going to be at the Anderson uh, Motor Speedway. So we always, oh, really? uh, yeah, we make a trip up there uh, once a year, uh, and uh, I'm sure there'll uh, there'll be uh, some pretty good racing tomorrow night. So we'll get all the details on that. That's nine until one on ninety three point one, and of course, uh, you, know, you and Denny and Terry all up there tomorrow. Yeah, Allison's nice. going to go up. I, I love think the Allison. whole crew is going to yeah. be up there, and uh, then I'm going to uh, take a few days off, then I'll be back. So I'm going mean, to Canada. Where are you going to Canada? I'm going to are you gonna, uh, Banff, are you gonna f- Banff. Fish for a shore lunch? Oh, hell no. What the hell is a shore lunch anyway? I don't know. I always hear these Canadians Sunday. telling me what a shore lunch no, is. And you know what? what is. My, uh, I t- is it just catching your own food? Is that it? I guess. And I'm not into that. I'm not into uh, rugging it. I, one time we stayed in. Why do you go where it's cooler? It is cooler. go where it's hot. It is cooler. Or stay here. Well, it's a conference. It's a conference. Oh. But, but listen. One time I, I stayed in a hotel and the door opened to the outside. Ever tell you about that? Oh, those are so good yeah. Calls. So when you yeah. had to get ice, you were outside. Well, it was the only terrifying. the only way that's any good is if there's a pool in the parking lot 
then that means it's okay. Yeah. If there's not a pool in the parking lot, that means somebody's probably selling crack behind yeah. the other door. Now, I believe yeah. this is a very nice place. And bam. Okay. Nobody's selling bam. crack at this one? I don't know. I'm going to find out, though. Yeah. So, yeah, that's normally the situation. If a pool is located in the parking lot, then you're a okay. pool in the parking lot. The pool in the parking lot's good. All right. I'll it's let like you a know. vacation right there. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. Parking lot pools are good. Are you going to be able to call us or are you tied up I'll tomorrow? I'll be there. I don't think I'm doing much tomorrow. Well, let's see. Basketball. Blake has to run at Ron Colley in the morning. And How's Blake doing? Is he, he's uh, doing great. Doing great. We actually went down to a place at Lake Monroe on Tuesday where he, he camped out with his Ron Colley cross-country team. Is he a senior A place now? I've never been. He's a senior, yeah. Holy smokes, that went fast. That. Having a blast. Went fast. Happy birthday, Pat Thanks, Sullivan. Man. Thank you very much. Quick break. We'll come back. Michael Lombardi in 30 minutes. What his solution would be between the situation with Jonathan Taylor, Jim Mersey, and the Colts right now. Michael Lombardi, bottom of the 5 o'clock hour. Yacht Rock review tickets to give away. Backyard Bourbon broadcast returns. Brent Halverson and more on the way on a Friday. We're in Noblesville at the Fubar Lounge on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. A real sweat. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. This is a Backyard Bourbon broadcast. And if you're checking this out via our live feed that Brittany's putting together right now on uh, YouTube Live, that is the lounge via YouTube Live with people in there listening, watching, participating. Again, YouTube Live inside the lounge. That's the ride with JMV. This is a Backyard Bourbon broadcast, the first of 2023. Jeff and Susie Lawrence, we are in Noblesville today, and we have a ton of people here. This is also known as the Food Bar Lounge. And I got to thank a lot of folks, and you guys too, because you guys know how fun this stuff is. And because you guys who are, are who you guys are, in my case, listeners of the show, friends of the show, um, I love hanging out with you. I love doing this show with you on a daily basis. We're going to give back coming up here on Labor Day weekend. And if you're watching on YouTube Live and you see what's going on, this is fun as heck here. But I'm going to do one of these. I should say I. We are going to do one of these for everybody that everybody can be involved in. And we're going to make that announcement coming up in a couple of minutes. This is coming up on Labor Day weekend. Whenever Brent Halverson finishes up, he's, you know, making those drinks that he's so famous for on these Backyard Bourbon broadcasts. But Brent's going to join us, and we're going to talk about exactly what we're going to do for everybody, all the listeners out there. I mean, everybody. And we're going to give you plenty of time, plenty of cushion to mark your calendar and to make sure that you can be with us when we have an end of summer celebration and in fact we can call this a weekend bender if you will with our friends from Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Halverson and company coming up. Brent's going to join us, by the way, this afternoon. Braves over the Cubs. Tucker Barnhart, I believe it was 8 nothing. Tucker Barnhart goes in, pitches a scoreless inning. One-hit baseball for Tucker. But the Braves beat the Cubs in the first of a weekend set at Wrigley Field in Chicago. So you look back on it. Cubs take three or four from the Reds this week and then get uh, blanked by the Braves earlier today at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Nothing new regarding the Colts front. I mentioned Michael Lombardi bottom of the hour. We're going to ask him. He's got a solution for the situation between both the uh, the Colts 
Uh, obviously, management and ownership and that of Jonathan Taylor. Michael Lombardi is going to talk about that with us coming up at the bottom of the hour. So do not miss a moment of that. A little bit earlier, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. The return of Bob Lovell, year number 30 for Bob Lovell at Indiana Sports Talk. It starts later on tonight. Tonight and tomorrow night for Indiana Sports Talk with Bob Lovell. And again, that's year number 30. And we talked to Phil Steele. We hadn't talked a lot about college football. College football is on the horizon. It's coming up soon. And Phil Steele was absolutely outstanding in his breakdown a little bit earlier. If you missed it and you're a college football fan and you feel like you're a little bit uneducated on that right now, log on, 1075thefan.com, and uh, check out our podcast with Phil Steele and get yourself educated regarding college football. All right, rejoining us now, he's the guy that got all this started, Brent Halverson, Evan Hill Distillery, Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, Larceny. I mean, everything is over there right now, along with our friend from New Belgium and Bell's Brewery and Ford's Garage, Richard and the gang. Another spectacular time here at the Food Bar Lounge, Brent. Absolutely. I mean, uh, what a great crowd. What a great spot. J-Law, thank you for uh, having us out here. I mean, this is this is outstanding. And, and Mother Nature with the weather today. How about huh? that? Wow. Turned on the Heat force a little bit today, too. No but, doubt about but that. But you know what, John? It's you know August what? in Indiana. What are you going to get? It's August in Indiana, and you know what helps the heat? Yeah. A little, little bit of this. It, it does. A little bit of this. A lot so of ice. Cheers a lot of to ice, you, my friend. A lot of ice in our Larceny and our ginger ale right now. Now, a couple of things, too. Before we make our major announcement on how everybody oh, can get involved too. with us, yep. I do want to remind folks that not only are we approaching the college football season, but we're approaching the NFL season. And we have yet another year of our Larceny Bourbon Locks and our Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up this year. Year six, John. Year number six. Year number it. six. Isn't and, that cool? And this is where we do. You're our betting analyst, so you're the one in charge of all the games that we do, and you guys play along with us, and there are always prizes uh, with a bar restock coming up at the end of the year with that involved. So we always go to places every Thursday. That's right. We get the the, uh, NFL week started every Thursday. We got some new places here. I know we got some of the ones we love too, but some new places as well. We do. the uh, The lineup's pretty spectacular, so uh, you know we'll be announcing that as we come because we're really uh, we're one month yeah. from yesterday, I believe, right? I mean, right. as far as like timing goes, so it's right around the corner. I, I, I mean, it's like I'm like a kid at Christmas when you start talking NFL football, and the Hall of Fame game was uh, last night. Last night, mm-hmm. right? And then we got preseason that starts. Well, Kellen Mond action last night. Yeah, I didn't see. I was at they the, hit the uh, they did hit the over with the game last did night. They? I think everybody was surprised by that. Yes, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Normally, I would just kind of, kind of help get my. I did not. I did not going. watch much of it at all. I just turned it on for a minute and thought, well, this is really boring. And then turned it back to the Reds and the Cubs, and then obviously that thing went haywire too. <laughs> yeah, ruined bad. my night. And then I turned it over to Hogan's Heroes. Well, there you the go. With it. Yeah. You know, I was I was fortunate last night. I was out at uh, Deer Creek, Rue off, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for a little uh, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience uh, and Government yeah. Mule. Doing Government the dark Mule side was of the a mule. part. I tell you what, I was telling Michelle a minute ago, um, Jason Bonham's Zeppelin experience. I'm I'm a big Led Zeppelin guy, and they were outstanding. And then you got Government Mule, who's great. And then then they do uh, Pink Floyd, the second set. Holy cow, John! It was it was awesome. Which which what has more of a lasting effect now? Because you got them both a little bit last night. The music of Led Zeppelin. 
or the music of Pink Floyd? Which has both? stood the test of time better? Both. If you were going to. If I had to rank them? Yeah. Led Zeppelin 1, Pink Floyd I think two. so, really? I, I personally. See, I, I don't know why I would still think. I guess because, you know, I mean, I, I always thought that maybe Pink Floyd would, would win over them. You know, I'd actually put uh, Zeppelin at 2, Floyd at probably 3, and the good old Grateful Dead at number 1. I know one, you would John. put Grateful Dead at number 1, yeah. There's but no that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse, you know. That's, that's my tunes, and, uh, uh, you know, that in the good old 80s and 90s. So, you know, we got some good stuff to, uh, to talk about speaking right. of 80s and 90s, So right? we, we got the Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots every Thursday coming up for the NFL season. We'll tell you where we're going. We're going to go to some of the same places we've been and some new places. We'll some new places as well. As well. Yeah. That is coming up. But we have something for you. If you guys are watching via YouTube Live, you can check it out right now inside the lounge. This is a Backyard Bourbon broadcast, and this is what it's always been. We like to go to backyards and hang out with the folks. And what's great about this one, Brent, is we've got a mixture of, of both uh, Jeff and Susie's friends and friends of our show. Absolutely. Like you look at right now, these are a lot. Everybody, for the most part, that is here will show up on a weekly basis when we go out and do a show. So we get a lot of familiar faces here, and that's what we're hoping for because we want to have an end-of-summer celebration. And I'm calling it a weekend bender of sorts. That's Labor Day weekend coming up, so we get a lot of time to make sure we got everything going. But tell the folks out there how we're going to make sure that everybody joins us for this party. All right, so this is pretty cool. This is like earth-shattering, groundbreaking. Uh, If if you've ever wanted to be a part of the Backyard Barbecue, which you have to to submit your entries, and there's a lot of people that want to get it, and, and we wish we could get more places. But right. you know what we figured out? Let's do it and have everybody come, right? So we're going to do one for Labor Day weekend. Yep. And this is going to be so September 1st and 2nd, right? So it's yep. a Friday, Saturday. Call it into Sunday. Out of Mystic Waters Family Campground. And uh, r- please feel free. Call Mystic Waters. Mystic Waters. And that's why I mentioned we can stay for the entire weekend. Stay for the entire weekend. There's 25 cabins out there. So if you're listening and if you mention JMV, yes. they're going to get a 10% discount out there for booking. 10% discount if you mention my name for a cabin. And this is all weekend long. This is all Together, weekend. us. So Friday, mm-hmm. September 1st, 3 o'clock, 3 to 6. This we'll show right here. This show right here. This like show right here. We're talking right now. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to have some live music out there that yeah. evening. Saturday, we're going to have some fun games for people to play, maybe compete a little bit. And then the most exciting, this is going to be, this is talk about yeah. groundbreaking. Well, this is groundbreaking because this has never happened. And honestly, I've, I've been trying to think about how it is going to happen, and I haven't quite wrapped my head around it yet. Oh, I but picture it. Yeah. I see it. I see it, and I'm excited about it. I haven't it. quite wrapped my head around how it's going to happen yet. But go ahead and tell them. We are going to have the JMV Takeover live oh, no. out at uh, Mystic Waters. Oh, man. So you'll be able yeah. to not only see the show on Friday, Friday from three to six. They like that yeah, show, man. This. We got this one. Yeah, come on. They now. like this show, man. On this one. Hey, look oh at this. God. It's going to be a good combo. This is like <laughs> the weekend, right? So three Lord to six on Friday. We'll do the uh, we'll do the show here. We'll do uh, we'll have some live music that night. Yeah. Saturday, games day, drinking, come out, swim, paddleboard, kayak, canoe, uh, enjoy the sun. Hopefully, right? We'll be yeah. we'll be having a blast. And then uh, Saturday night from six to twelve. Yes. The all request live <laughs> edition of the JMV Takeover. Yeah. On 
105, which, Seth. Which automatically means there's going to have to be somebody added to the equation other than me because I do those myself. Sure. So I'm going to be out now. But I will tell you this. For those of you that listen every Saturday, it is going to be the same thing. It is not going to change. I'm still going to take all your calls, all your requests. I'm just going to do it on site. Do it live. Do it do live. It, yeah. so, Play DJing almost. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and I'm going to be doing it on site. And this is the first time that has ever happened. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. I am. You excited again, or I nervous? I'm, I, well, I'm a, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When you do this for a long time, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really make you nervous. But I get excited when it does. I was telling my boss, David Wood, this once. So one of the reasons why I like doing that Saturday show is because I live without a net. And for those of you that are listening out there, it is a music-intensive show to where I play everybody's request. And what I mean by living without a net is I don't know what's coming next. Like, I don't know what song is coming next. Like, I don't know until the middle or the end of the song that is playing what is coming next. Normally in radio, there is a playlist, and you play what's on the list. Um, I have no list. I just go with what people request, and then I play the next one as that song is playing then. And I've always told David this and others that had asked me, there is something about that aspect, much like this, of live radio, to where there is an element of you working without a net. And it's all up to you. It's like with this, it's all up to me to keep this thing going, and if I don't, it's my ass. And it's the same thing with what I do on Saturday, except I utilize the callers and the musical aspect. I mean, it really is is, it really is, musically speaking, much like this show, because what we do is we incorporate the listener, and we embrace, get in touch with the listener, and bring them on, and the one thing that I've noticed, Brent, in doing this for the past three years every Saturday night is there is such a love of wanting to hear yourself on the radio, and I mean, people can listen, you know, to old Genesis songs whenever they want. Sure, sure. I mean, Spotify, I mean, look, you can go there right now and listen to whatever you want. But there is something that is really cool about hearing yourself walk up a song and hitting the post with that song. And I've never done this on location before. Never done it on location. And you're the first one with Michelle to push this through. So this should be incredible. It should be incredible. And again, like you said, and I think that's what makes it so special is you do that, right? You bring that, get the listener involved. They want, you know, like you said, get on there, have a chance to call out, talk, shoot your, shoot your songs you want to hear. It's playing. You're doing your thing. Now it's going to be able to still be done, but you can be able to do it. Enter your, write it down live, right? Yes. We'll be, we'll be projecting the music out. You'll be jamming out there. Yep. So it's. It's going to be, I'm very excited about it, man. I really, truly am. This is going to be pretty sweet. So, again, if you're out there listening, uh, if you want to check out on anything about this, so go, you can, a couple things. Call Mystic Waters, 765-221-1078, or email info at mysticwaterscampground.com. Mention JMV, get your discount. We've got, there's cabins, there's RV sites, there's plenty of tent camping, and there's a whole lot of fun to be had. And be a part of this groundbreaking first-time live edition of the JMV Takeover. Not that this matters at all, because I know everybody kind of gets tired of my ass at times, but I'm going to be out there the entire weekend, too. I'm going to spend the entire weekend out there. Uh, I'm going to stay in a cabin. So, you guys join me out there. We're all going to spend the weekend together. It's a weekend bender at Mystic Waters coming up on Labor Day weekend. We could not have thought up a more 
appropriate end of summer 2023 than doing that. And what that does, that brings everybody in. Absolutely. Everybody to the table on this. That's right. So this is a wide open. Yeah. You're listening. Come on out, right? This is a chance to have. This is a back, backyard barbecue for you out of Mystic Water. So we're looking forward to that, John. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait. I mean, that's a month away, right? It's a month it away. It is a month so, away, isn't it? And it's a great holiday weekend. i got to start thinking about stuff here, right? You don't have to think about anything. It's all going to be coming to you. <laughs> Michelle's right? laughing at you. I, I do. I do have to start thinking about something. i got to start thinking about getting somebody there. But, no, this is awesome. Uh, we appreciate you so much oh, because you're the reason man. why these have all started. You're the reasons why these take place. And that's absolutely outstanding. Thank you very much for that. Oh, thank you. This is a, an absolute treat. And like I said, I, I, there's, there's not a better uh, place I'd rather spend my time than sitting next to you, my friend. It's an absolute pleasure So, once well. again, give the numbers for Mystic Waters. Uh, that's coming up again Labor Day weekend. Make sure you reserve your cabin now. You mentioned my name. You'll get 10% off. That's right. 10% off. Uh, call out there. Ask for Lisa or Rachel. Uh, 765-221-1078. Or go to, uh, you can email info at mysticwaterscampground.com. Or go online, mysticwaterscampground.com, and check out the website, and you'll be able to see everything right there as Holy well. Holy goodness. It is going to be fun, my friend. Again, yep. think about this. Floating in the water yep. on a, on a, on a, on a uh, paddleboard, a, can, a canoe, a kayak, a float, if you yep. will. Mm-hmm. Listening to you do the show, yes, we can have some, a lot of fun doing that, man. So, That's going to be great. And again, we're going to do both. We're going to do the Friday show here on that Friday of Labor Day weekend, just like we're doing right now. And then we're going to do the JMV Takeover for the first time ever. It is going to be live out, all requests live, yet on location at Mystic Waters. And what is going to be, and, and this is all weekend long, too. All weekend long, rolling into Sunday. I mean, sure. I'm assuming you got stuff going on on Sunday. Ab- absolutely. And, There's going to uh, be a lot of fun out there. And we've yeah. got Joe's Grill food truck out there. Right. We will also have uh, some other stuff out yep. there for the backyard version yep. on Friday from 3 to 6. But uh, like I say, Joe's Grill will have their food truck out there all weekend. A lot of great people out there. A lot of good times to be had. So uh, this is the official larceny double shot right there, right? You get the Friday yeah. and yeah. Saturday pack. Yeah, so, no, that'll be great. That's so, good stuff, man. Yeah, again, uh, Mystic Waters, uh, you can Google. Google it, dial the number, whatever, get in on it now, reserve your cabin for that weekend, and you'll get 10% off if you mention my name. Yep, and if you've got an RV, bring it out. we got uh, several full hookups yeah. out there. There's water electric, there's primitive, there's there's enough tent camping for everybody to come on out. So there's 38 acres of just uh, pristine beauty oh, up at exit 219 right off of I-69. That is going to be incredible. That, I'm looking forward to it, man. That's exciting. I'm, I'm like a kid at Christmas right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. Know? you got to a... wait a month for this? Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going we're gonna to teach. I'm going to teach some people back there. And I we're going to be all good, man. All right, tell, tell everybody, too, Backyard Bourbon Broadcast again. We're in Noblesville with J-Law in the Food Bar Lounge right now. What's going on in in your bar area over there with Heaven Hill Distillery? You know, there's there's quite a gathering over there. I probably need to there get back is. and make a few more drinks. But uh, we've got a full lineup back there, right? We've got uh, all, all the fan favorites. Uh, again, Evan Williams, Black Label, Evan Williams, 1783. We've got Evan Williams, Peach, Evan yep. Williams, Fire, Evan Williams, Cherry. Then we've got some Elijah Craig. I got four offerings of Elijah Craig back there, John. Not just our small batch and rye that are available all day, every day. We've also got some toasted barrel and some barrel proof. That's pretty. What, hard what's to the get. most popular? What's the most? What's the most difficult to get? Most difficult to yeah. get that's back there right now. Yeah. Uh, the toasted barrel and the barrel proof. Is it really for the Elijah Craig? Yeah. yeah. And then I also have some Heaven Hill Seven Year Old Bottle and Bond, which is also tough to get, but that's becoming a little bit more free. That's actually going uh, countrywide. Will be available uh, in September. So uh, that's back there as well. We got some Luna tequila of right. course to uh to uh, have some fun with and then there's uh, there's also a little widow jane bourbon uh, which is one of our newest players to the family and wow. uh we uh yeah there's a, there's a lot 
lot of good stuff, a lot of great people here. And, again, there's, this is not a better way to spend well, a Friday rolling into the week. And weekend. you haven't brought this up either, but Heaven Hill Distillery was honored. I mean, you, we were bestowed an honor a month ago. Were you not? We got named uh, Distillery of the Year. That's a big-time thing right there. 2023, that's yeah. huge. Um, and, you know, for, for us, it is a very, very uh, – it's a huge award we don't take lightly, right? Like, we're yeah. – I'm fortunate. I work for the greatest family, largest family-owned supplier in the, in the country. And, uh, you know, when we get awards like this, again, we put a lot of time and effort and uh, everything we do with our yes. with all of our products. So it's it's really neat to be recognized like that. That's a huge, huge feather to have in your cap uh, when you're talking about all those great brands that are out to be chosen from. So That's uh, Brent Halverson right there. That's what you can try. And, again, uh, we are what, – what's what estates are we now? I'm just telling everybody where we are now. We've had, like, a handful of people find this. But I think everybody's Is it Stony okay. Brook Estates? Is it Stony – Stony Crest, Stone Crest, Stone Crest, something like that up here. Stone, no, what is this? Stony Crest, Stone Brook, Stony. What is this? Estates? Yeah, it's look, uh, at, look at shirt the Dead uh, Company. No, I, love no. that. I yeah, knew yeah, you would yeah. love that right there, a little Dead <laughs> Company shirt. But anyway, you can join us here again if you can find us. You can join us. I've said that all afternoon long. It's a backyard bourbon broadcast. Heaven Hill Distillery, Evan Williams are the products. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Brent Holverson right there. And again, reserve your cabins now. Mention my name, get ten percent off because we are going to have. At the weekend beyond all Labor Day weekends coming up here. Make sure you're a part of that at Mystic Waters with us. That's awesome. I can't wait. Man. Oh, that's, my that's goodness. That's going to be fun, man. If you want to uh, come see it, come on out. I cannot believe we're doing the Janvy Takeover live on location. Isn't that cool? That's incredible. That right is there. cool. That is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Love it. All right, my brother. Hey, thank, thank you, my friend. We'll Cheers. catch you back for the end of the absolutely. show. Absolutely. Brent Halverson right. right there. He's got to go tend a little bar. We got Michael Lombardi coming up here a little bit later on. So does he have a solution for the issue with Jonathan Taylor here at Indy? We'll talk to Michael Lombardi about that. Other Aspects regarding the NFL. Michael Lombardi going to join us live here coming up at the bottom of the hour. Phil still a little bit earlier. There's still a little bit of a buzz going on regarding Phil's visit and what he was talking about with respect to the Big Ten. And certainly at the tail end of his thoughts on the Heisman Trophy possibilities there. And just what's going to be the toughest working against Caleb Williams? It's going to be Caleb Williams of a year ago. But if you missed that, all the college football conversation out of the Big Ten, IU, Purdue, you get Notre Dame, National Landscape, and more. That's 107.5thefan.com. That was Phil Steele a little bit earlier today. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, Bob Lovell, you're number 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. And, of course, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. That's hashtag AskPat. Quick break. We'll come back. Michael Lombardi is an NFL conversation on a Friday. You will not not want to miss. Michael Lombardi set to join us coming up on the other side. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. We're live in Noblesville today. The FUBAR Lounge, the home, the backyard of Jeff and Susie Lawrence on this Friday. Thank you, Heaven Hill Distillery, Ford's Garage, and of course Bell's Brewery and New Belgium merging together now. Ryan, Justin, Richard, Brent Halverson of the gang for bringing us to you on this Friday. 93.5107.5 The Fed. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast with Michael Lombardi going to join us coming up. The former general manager, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL exec. 
host, the General Manager Shuffle Podcast. So much more what Michael Lombardi does. Michael going to join us coming up in just a bit, so sit tight for that. Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. We're inside the Food Bar Lounge today. Thank you for joining us on what is a very hot and humid afternoon here in central Indiana, no doubt about that, but in Noblesville today. And again, thanks to both uh, and Susie for being these incredible hosts and everybody that has shown up for this show has been outstanding if you want to check out what this is about again you can log on it's inside the lounge via YouTube live or better said if you want to search the ride with JMV that's where you go and you can see exactly what a backyard bourbon broadcast is about right now especially if that backyard has an incredible pool like it does here with Jeff and Susie's place. You can check it out again. The Ride with JMV, it's inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You can find that incredibly easily. And again, thanks to Brent Halverson, too. Somebody just asked me via a text, I can't believe that you're taking that Saturday show out. I can't either, to be honest with you. I was kind of shocked myself. But uh, it, it, it's really... It's all about having some fun, and that show's all about having some fun. So why not get out and get with people when we're doing that? And that's exactly what we're going to do on Labor Day weekend, the end of summer celebration at Mystic Waters in Pendleton. And again, log on. I would Google it right now. Log on and make sure you get a cabin rented for the weekend. I'm going to stay the entire weekend. You can too. But right now, if you log on uh, and call, log on, email, whatever, and you get a cabin, you mentioned my name, you're going to get 10% off and we're going to have an absolute blast on Labor Day weekend. Having fun up at Mystic Waters and we're going to do this show up there and we're going to do the JMV Takeover, the Saturday Night All Request Music Show up there as well. So I promise you a blast. That is forthcoming with this show again coming up labor day weekend before that there's a lot more time and if you're asking if i'm going to be at colts camp i think they have a couple of night practices evening practices if you will the week after next to close out camp i will be up at grand park in westfield for that right now food bar lounge our location jeff and Susie lawrence backyard bourbon broadcast lounge via youtube live you can check out what this looks like meantime on the andy moore automotive group hotline you will find him at m lamar Marty NFL, the former general manager, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive, the host of the GM Shuffle podcast, and somebody that I always find myself drawn to on Twitter to find out what he's talking about regarding a variety of NFL situations. Michael Lombardi joins us. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the show here in Indy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Fantastic. I, I want to start. For me, this is like old hat. I mean, we've gone, it seems like every year there's some kind of circus, some kind of weirdness going on around here that is counterproductive to getting on the path to winning. And we find ourselves in those situations again between running back Jonathan Taylor and the Colts right now. Um, What if you were doing this, what, what is your solution off the top of your head? Where should both sides go that clearly cannot find common ground presently? Well, I think the common ground is look exactly what Jonathan Taylor said on April the 19th. He put a pen to paper. He signed a contract. He's got a rookie deal at four years. The beautiful thing is, you know, if he has another great season, you know, then he can start talking about contracts. But 
you know, he has really very little options, and it's not because of the Colts. It's because of the CBA. I mean, that's been negotiated. They don't want holdouts in the NFL anymore. So, to me, if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I get myself healthy. I get myself in great shape. I go out and have a great year and then see what the future holds. I mean, th- there's no rule that someone's got to pay you $15 million a year. Like, there's just no rule in that. The This collective bargaining agreement is based on – you know what the what the market values are, and his agent tweeted out something stupid. I've never seen this as stupid. Well, why won't they pay their best player? I mean, seriously. I mean, that that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's a market. There's a market for players, and tight ends make X, and wide receivers make Y, and running backs make X. So it's just stupid. So we should just start playing. I mean, look, he's the reason you're in this mess. I mean, Taylor was more than willing to do what he had to do until he changed agents and went with this guy who doesn't know what he's doing. So Michael Lombardi's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And I talked about this. I mean, the Colts, the Colts are on a hard line stance, and obviously they have a leverage in this, but they want to see what Jonathan Taylor brings. And then Jim Mersey has mentioned, too, um, we see what he brings, and then we, we pay him accordingly to that. And I would agree with you. I, I don't see any other solution coming out of this other than Jonathan Taylor ultimately going out there and playing because you got to get paid, and you don't want to have a mirror image of what happened to Le'Veon Bell years ago. Right, and so look, here, here's the reality, and, I, and look, every Colt fan wants Jonathan Taylor on the team, and every every uh, body at the Colt organization wants Jonathan Taylor on the team, but this is a business, and why would the Colts pay $3 million more than the next back in the league when the market doesn't say you should pay that? It would be like you and I deciding, okay, we're going to put our house up for sale and we're going to ask $3 million more than every other house in the neighborhood. We're not going to sell our house. Nobody's going to come through it, no matter what it is. We might think it's worth X, but the market dictates what it will bring. And if you don't pay attention to the market, you're just going to fall short. Do you think that Jonathan Taylor's value – let's just think about it, Michael, across the landscape of the NFL right now. Um, And I've said it this way, and I want want to see what you think about it. I I think that that both sides need one another here, unlike what we see – oftentimes with that running back position around the NFL. Because I, to me, the Colts need him because he's 1A, the most productive offensive weapon they have in trying to bring along a very inexperienced rookie quarterback. And he needs them because of the fashion in which they need him. It's viewed differently than other teams view their running backs right now. Can you look at this as being drastically different than a lot of organizations between their running backs and what they, they feel is necessary getting out of them from team to team right now, Michael? Oh, I think, look, everybody wants to have good players in all positions, but there's there's two different things we're talking here. We're talking about what the market value is and what the value is to the team. Those are two different things. You know, they want them on the team, but every player, every player in the NFL has a name and then his contracts attached to it. Everybody would love that doubt. Jonathan Taylor on a rookie contract's wonderful. Jonathan Taylor making $15 million. Some teams can't afford that because they've got money somewhere else. So it's just it's, it's basically what Adam Smith wrote about in the 1700s. It's the law of supply and demand. There's a lot of running backs. 
So the prices have stayed flat. There have been 24 contracts done in the NFL since 2016 that were redo contracts for running backs. Four, all but four of them have have not have re, have to be redone. Second contracts for running backs typically don't last. That's not me saying it. That's fact. So Michael Lombardi with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, the former NFL general manager, uh, somebody we love having on and getting his perspective. It, it, just for S's and G's, I guess, here, Michael, for a minute, what, what, what would be, let's just say, for example, there's a change of heart and the Colts said, you know what, we wouldn't mind to unload him right now. What would be the market for him as far as what uh, you could get in return? Well, let's play this through, right? So he's a, he'll be a, he'll be a risk. He'll be on a franchise tag next year if someone trades for him. And then you've got to deal with the problem. Nobody wants to give up a high asset to take on your problem, okay? So even though he's worth, maybe he's worth a one, nobody's going to give that up. And then not only do you have to pay hit the, pay the Colts a high fee, you got to turn around and pay Taylor and satisfy him. There's not many teams that want to do that. They just sit there and say, why would I pay Taylor six fifteen million a year, give the Colts a first-round draft pick, and, and why not just draft it back in the third round? I, got, I can get Aaron Jones in the fifth round. I can get some other player. May not be as good as Jonathan Taylor, but I got a cheaper contract. It's a hard – I don't think you can trade them to get the value back. I think, a Jim, I think Jim Mercer's right. I mean, why would they trade him? I, uh, Michael, I have said this. I like like the, it has been you know rumored. Well, when, when people talk about trading Jonathan Taylor around here, people would suggest, well, you know, get a positional player right now to help, or you know, get a third round pick. I I, I think you're going to get lowballed so hard that it, it makes zero sense to to put him out there and try to do that because you're not going to get anything nearly what you would expect or certainly what you would want in return on this. No question. And look, you know, and the. The, the Colts would be sitting there if they if they don't franchise him and make him the franchise player and he and, and he becomes a free agent they'll get a third round compensatory pick so why would they trade him for something less than that? So Michael Lombardi who joins us, the former NFL general manager with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Away from this Jonathan Taylor storyline for a moment, what's your take on on Anthony Richardson? I mean, all the the one snaps for the most part. And I, I want to see him start in week number one. I think we're all under the estimation that it is it is going to be a lot of, of down and ups as a part of this process. But what do you think about him? Is he somebody that you believe is capable of coming around and being what they ultimately saw when they drafted him back in April, number four overall? You know, when I first saw Anthony Richardson two years ago when he was uh, – alternating at quarterback when Dan Mullen was the coach. I thought the guy would win the Heisman Trophy. I mean, he just you just watch him and instantly you see great talent. The problem is, the next season I didn't think he made the jump that he needs to in terms of his ball location, his ability to tie his feet and his arm together, which is really important. Now, they hire Shane Steichen. He runs a six-pack offense, which when I say that, it means the running, the quarterback is involved in the running game. So there's another, there's another player who could potentially touch the ball. In most offenses, the quarterback doesn't touch the ball. So it's the five or see, it's five skill players. 
in the Colts one, it'll be six. So that's why I call it the six-pack offense. I think he'll have moments with the ball in his hand of running it. I think third down will be difficult. I think the college game, the Saturday game to the Sunday game, is dramatically different. And I think he'll have a lot. A lot of growing pains. Look, the great Peyton Manning, well, how many wins did he have as a rookie? Right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Nobody's better than Manning, and, and, and he struggled as a rookie, right? I mean, Parcells even came out and said on the, on the Manning cast that you probably wouldn't have been playing if you'd have thrown that many interceptions if I was the coach. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I think, Michael, that's what everybody expects around here. I think what the major concern is is something you brought up initially in your response – and, and that is the ball placement, you know, the accuracy. Because, I mean, the dude can throw it over a mountain. I mean, he can throw it around the mountain, over the mountain. Uh, There's no doubt about that. He can, he can throw it wherever you want to throw it. But is it going to be within a catch radius of anybody? And I'm talking about consistently, not just here or there. I think he can do that. But can he be a consistent ball placement type of specialist? That's what I wonder, I guess, overall. Is, is that something that with your past you can see taught? Can Shane Steichen and company teach that with Anthony Richardson at such an inexperienced age moving forward? I think every quarterback, there's three categories of quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Every quarterback who plays professional football can throw the the football through the door. The good ones can hit the doorknob. The great ones throw it through the keyhole. And Josh Allen wasn't very accurate as a young player. He was barely throwing it through the door. As he improved, he started to hit the doorknob. Now, he's yet to be able to throw it through the keyhole. And I think that's really hard to change. Last year, he was 63% completions, Josh Allen. The year before, he was 63. But there were throws that Josh Allen missed last year that he made two years ago. So I think it's a hard thing to kind of consistently overcome. And I think you got to live with it, right? It's a little bit like, you know, I'm a 76er basketball fan. And, you know, when Allen Iverson was good, he might shoot nine for 33 from the field. But those nine shots he made won the game. You know, they won. he won the game with them because he made those plays. I think that's what Richardson's going to have to be like. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's funny. I think that's a, the biggest question. And I was going to ask you this regarding Shane Steichen's offense. Of course, the head coach is going to be the offensive coordinator here in year number one as he was the OC in Philadelphia. Um, and we saw how well things worked out with Jalen Hurts. Now, great, that was a well-rounded offense. I mean, you had outside, inside, you had slot. You know, Miles Sanders gave them 1,200-plus running yards. I think people kind of forget Miles Sanders and the impact he had on that team a year ago as well because, you know, people always say, well, Philly did that running back by committee, but I think it was uh, um, their, t- their two backups went for like 400-plus yards. Hurts went for 700 yards on the ground, but Sanders had 1,200-plus. What's the level of importance of getting a good, solid, productive ground game with this Steichen offense here moving forward for Anthony Richardson? Well, that Philly offensive line deserves a lot of credit for it. I mean, they're really good, and they were great. And the Colts have to get their line back to playing at that level. Can they or not? I don't know. You know, since Costanza retired, they haven't played at that level in the offensive front. So they need to do that. And that's where you're going to get your running game because, look, Philly – by surprise the speed of their offense and nobody was really ready for it. and Hertz as the main runner became a problem and, and, and all of what you said about Miles Sanders is completely true 
by the way, the Carolina Panthers signed Miles Sanders for six million a year. For all that he did last year for the Birds, he only made six million a year in the contract. Yeah, and that's yep. because of supply and demand. Yeah, it, it is amazing that way. How, how much of the playbook that Shane Steich is going to have here, Michael, you think is going to be similar to that of Philly? Is it just going to be a hell of a lot thinner? They call a quarterback draw, okay? And Jalen Hurts fumbled the, fumbled the ball trying to change hands. They picked it up and scored. You know what the very next play was when they got the ball back again? Quarterback draw. They run the same plays in Philly over and over again. They just yeah. do them really well. Remember, football's a game about tendencies. If you can't do something well, then you're not very good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is so much, and you know this too, it's, it's forcing your will on your opponent and being able to do that consistently. Yeah, we see that so much. Kansas City, I mean, regardless of even personnel at times, I mean, I know that they have the usual suspects, starting with Mahomes and Kelsey. But, you know, it, it changed up a wide receiver, you know, and, and running back, whatever. They just they keep hammering you with, with what they do. And then ultimately, uh, if you're a lesser team, which we have seen, you relent, and that's end up how you're winning. That, 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 to me, has always been how you do it in the NFL. And somebody like you would, would certainly know that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you don't have any tendencies, you can't be any good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. So, Michael Lombardi is with us. Hey, before I let you go, how's your podcast doing? We're doing good. GM Shuffle every Monday and Thursday. We've been going over the blue chips and red chips throughout the league. Uh, you know, one thing about our podcast, we're going to tell the truth. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to give you what really is going on in the NFL, not not the kind of false narrative that goes around. And we can the fans to teach them this game that oftentimes so we're doing that at the GM shuffle. Well, I always love having you on here, Michael. And, and if you don't mind, I'd love to do this again as well. Thanks for coming on late in the week. And uh, you, you, you join us anytime. Michael Lombardi right there. I think we're having some problems with his phone there at the tail end. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love to have him on because that is, is such a cool perspective. And honestly, I mean, you hear me, like, just BSing about this all week long. And the, uh, yeah, this over and over again. And then you hear somebody that's, like, been down that path and done it that gives you, you know, things that we've been talking about all week long and then can even go more in-depth. I mean, I, I thought something – I know he's kind of cutting out there at the end, but his, his um, descriptions of tendencies and the importance of that and just being able to exert your will over somebody else in terms of what Philly did offensively a year ago – I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. That's just good stuff right there. Michael Lombardi, and again, apologize for the phone there at the tail end. Uh, he's got a podcast. You can check him out at M Lombardi NFL. You can check that out as well. Very good on this show. Michael Lombardi via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll get the host. It's the awesome J-Law. Hey, J-Law, you want to join us next? we got to get the host of the house on next. Are you in the bag too much here? Are you good to go? I'm good to go. 
right. J-Law is going to join us on the other side. Backyard Burpin Broadcast in Noblesville. It is Jeff and Susie Lawrence. You guys have been outstanding. We're still hanging in Noblesville with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. And I know Michael Lombardi's phone was cutting out a little bit, but check that out at 107.5thefan.com. There was a lot of good information there from the former NFL general manager. Radio. Um, it is afternoon delight right here. Just not that kind of afternoon delight. <laughs> it's a different kind of afternoon delight. Yacht Rock Reviews coming to the TCU Amphitheater. That is a week from tomorrow. Number nine at 239-1070 can get a pair of tickets to go see the fellas at Yacht Rock Review. That is a week from tomorrow at the TCU Amphitheater. I did want to give a shout-out, too, to Jimi Hendrix, who works so well with us, uh, Kyle Johnson, who works incredibly well with us, and our friends of Live Nation. Because, as I mentioned to Brett Halverson a little bit earlier, what they do is they realize that this show, this show beyond all others, is all-encompassing. As far as music is concerned, it doesn't matter. I mean, we don't have to be rock. We don't have to be pop. You don't have to be country. We don't have to be just simple conversation. I mean, it is everything. And, and Kyle and the gang figured out long ago that this is a great vehicle to be a part of and give away tickets and promote your shows. And I, I can't thank them enough for that, too, for being with us. And this Backyard Bourbon broadcast has been absolutely incredible. Thank you, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery with Larson and Evan Williams and Elijah Craig over there. Our friend Ryan Stoltz, who had to go off for a wedding. I don't know who the hell has a 530 wedding on a Friday. Whoever did that kind of hosed Ryan because he's ready to have a good time. But a shout-out to Justin. They have all they got some new products going on with uh, Bell's Brewery. Remember, you had new Belgian Brewery and Bell's merging together, and they've got new product forthcoming, too. But I want to thank Ryan and Justin and the gang with New Belgium and with uh, Bell's for coming out here as well with the beer. And Richard, who is not too far away at Ford's Garage, Richard at Ford's Garage brought great food as he always does. Thank you, Richard, for that as well. This is the Backyard Bourbon Broadcast. You can check it out inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Now, I know you've heard his name. You hear his name here. He's often inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Uh, he's very often doing the Fubar Lounge right here on a Saturday night when I'm doing the JMV Takeover. And by the way, if you missed the news on that, an incredible announcement. We'll tell you about that coming up again. But the awesome Jeff Lawrence, better known as J-Law. J-Law! The homeowner with he and Susie. Jeff Lawrence is joining me right now. You've got a huge fan base, brother. I'm blessed to have those friends, man. Man, that's awesome. You have a great fan base here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Uh, dude, it's been a pleasure. Been Thanks a, for having as Bill us. Walton said, you know, all my <laughs> dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I- <laughs> <laughs> is it what you thought it was going to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got, I think we've got more people coming later. We'll be going on. <laughs> this doesn't end at 6 o'clock. It, am I ever going to get home tonight? No. You just asked me off the air. He goes, do you ever sleep? And I said, no, nah, I just don't. Nah, we've got, we no. got you know, some couches in the lanai and got two yeah. bedrooms downstairs. I might just float around in the pool, I guess. Hey, so I fall over and whatever. So No, no we uh, enjoy having people over and having a good time. I guess this is the most we've ever had for a backyard bourbon awesome. broadcast. And that I was think, the goal. And I also brought some people, just random people out yeah, here. Yeah, we've got some strangers really cool. running we up the some street. strangers coming in a little bit earlier, too, which is not bad. All right, so what do you what do you think about it? Was this something you'd like to do again? 
Yeah. yeah, can we do it next week? <laughs> this is great. How long have you been here? Uh, it'll be three years, uh, October, November. Mm-hmm. So, but it's... it's We've uh, enjoy it. We love yeah. having entertaining and having people over every Saturday night. We're listening to you and having folks over and having a good time. Um, J Law, by the way, attended IU early '80s. Yep, uh, out of Richmond, Indiana. Yep. He's a Richmond Red Devil by trade. Um, now, IU football is coming up this year. We just love talked him. to Phil Steele a little bit earlier. I know that you love him. You're a huge IU football fan. Where are we going to be with that program? Uh, I think we. Uh, I'm hoping for five or. Six this year i mean where it's still rebuilding it's <laughs> IU football uh, uh, so you know it's one of the yeah. things, it's, it's a good time we have a good yeah you know, it's like cub fans you know always a lot of hope cub absolutely fans. absolutely thanks for having us my brother anytime brother ladies and gentlemen the great j-law jeff lawrence the host thank you Susie. Brent Holverson with the announcement, the most epic JMV takeover of all time. It's going to be a Backyard Bourbon broadcast where we do this show and the JMV takeover live from Mystic Waters. Log on. Make sure you reserve your cabin now. Mention my name. Get 10% off. That's Labor Day weekend. Thanks to all our guests. Thank you, Richard of Ford's Garage, Ryan and Justin, New Belgium and Bell's Brewery. And J-Law and Susie for having us. We still go. Thank Colts you, Happy Hour is coming up Much on the other brother. side, my brother. Do not go anywhere. Back after this on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.